2: Do you feel lucky? I don't feel lucky. It was not starting off on a a good note here.
0: Today is Friday, but it's Friday the 13th. Ooh. Big bong. Oh, my God. Anyway, good morning, folks. It's uh, Friday the 13th. Friday, May 13th, 2022. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Here on Long Island, we're back to dreary, rainy, gray... (laughs) kind of got nice spring weather out yesterday for a little bit, a little bit of a tease. Now we're back to crap again, but it's supposed to get nice again when Sunday. Anyway, I hope it's a beautiful day where you are. I hope if you're out in the Southwest, the fires have subsided. I don't know. Uh, Good morning. Friday, you made it through another week. Are you excited? Well, what are you excited about? Because the weekend is just more of the same, isn't it? It's just more of the same under a different name. Um, Elon Musk might not be buying Twitter. His acquisition of Twitter is on hold. Curious. Are you not curious about that? Uh, Exactly what's going on there? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But there's, of course, a lot of speculation. Uh, And who knows? you know who knows elon musk knows but he's not telling the truth or he's not i shouldn't say not telling the truth not saying anything about it he's saying he's still committed to buying it it's only on hold uh because and i don't know what what this has to do with it the fact that twitter found uh did a research and found out that less than five percent of the accounts are spam or fake accounts or or bots i find that hard to believe i find that hard to believe for a lot of reasons that that i won't go into here but um i just know people who've been banned and come back and created other accounts so i don't know there's speculation that uh because tesla stock has taken a nosedive since he announced he was buying uh twitter that that has something to do with it there's also the prospect of a one billion dollar fine from the sec uh so who knows but uh, uh it it doesn't look like he's going to be buying twitter immediately and you know It wasn't going to be immediate anyway. It takes a long time for deals like that to go through. It's not like you just come up with, you pull uh, $44 billion out of your pocket and hand it to the guy and walk away with Twitter in your pocket. That's not how it works. Uh, Just trying to see what else. Rogan is uh, trending this morning and uh, got himself uh, in. He loves his chef. He loves this stuff. Don't get, don't be uh, misled in thinking um, he's hurt by any of the criticism that he gets from this stuff. He says stuff that is meant to be inflammatory. Um, I do think he's a bit of a homophobe. I definitely do think that. And when you see homophobic people, you have to wonder, you have to wonder what's, what's at the root of it all. Um, There's no reason to hate somebody for what they do in their bedroom unless you're a little bit afraid of it or intimidated by it or scared of it. And I think Joe Rogan, you know, Chenkongwa, Young Turk, Sank Chenk, whatever his name is, however you pronounce that stupid friggin' name. <laughs> Uh, He went off yesterday saying because I get what he was talking about. uh, He wanted to know the trans people that Joe Rogan has had sex with. He wants them to come forward. He's trying to encourage them to come forward. Now, I don't know if he seriously heard anything or he's just guessing, just making a presumption that because uh, Rogan is so anti. LGBTQA, ABCDEF, and blah, alphabet people. Um, that he must have had something in his closet in the past, or or if he's actually heard anything, doesn't matter. I think outing, you know, trying to out the guy is probably not the most productive way to voice your displeasure with him. Basically, ignore him. Ignore him. Turn him off. Leave him to you know. Haters gonna hate. I don't know. But I do think, uh, you know, the people who... Ben Shapiro's, the Steven Crowder's, the Joe Rogan's, just obsessed with being gay bashers, you know. Um, there has to be something that's triggering that because gay people don't do anything to him unless unless they actually have done something (laughs) i'm sorry he's too paranoid about what other people are doing in their bedroom it doesn't affect you move on um it's calling it grooming it's calling educators uh grooming because maybe he doesn't understand what it's like and that's definitely um possible doesn't understand what it's like to be bullied but if you're a kid again you know kids i want i, I don't want to uh suggest that all kids are innocent because when i was five or six years old i had a world of knowledge about things i shouldn't have had innocent stolen But for the most part, kids don't want to get involved in politics or, you know, political discourse in any way. But if you have two dads or you have two moms and you're in kindergarten or first grade and the other kids know that and they're relentlessly bullying you over that, I think it is a teacher's duty to kind of explain to the bullies why they shouldn't be bullying. And if you want to call that grooming, go right ahead. But uh, that that's an absurd idea. That's not grooming. It's not telling kids that, that they should grow up to be gay or lesbian or whatever, trans, any of the uh, alphabet soup. It's not telling them that. It's not grooming. It's not... Grooming is such a, uh, a really... Powerful word in what it what it really suggests is that your like Epstein was grooming uh Giselle, gazelle gazelle gal <laughs> just Jizzy, was grooming young girl you know um, cults groom people teachers trying to stop bullying is not is not grooming Anyway, so he got himself in some trouble, and people are gonna be striking back. And now, um, maybe he he if he's concerned about being in the closet and um, and being outed, uh, maybe maybe there is something to that. I don't know, but um, we'll see how that plays out. You would think at this point he's had enough. Confrontation, verbal confrontations with um, Chank, whatever his name is, Cenk Unguar, that he would mm, talk to him at least, uh, you know, maybe have him on his show, I don't know, or just at least call him up and have a conversation off the air about what's really going on. Uh, Twitter deal temporarily on hold, pending details supporting calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. Why that would stop the sale of of Twitter to Elon Musk, it doesn't make any sense. What does he care what the percentage of spam fake accounts is? And the fact that it's less than five users, 5% of users, I would think is a good thing. It doesn't make sense if that's the reason to stop the sale. Um, Twitter uh, Inc. estimated in filing on Monday that the false spam accounts represented fewer than five percent of its monetizable daily activity during the first quarter. Uh, monetizable is the is the uh... so that's a good thing though less than five percent social media uh, company had 229 million users who were served advertising in the first quarter so the concern is that the ads are, are not being presented to real people so the people who are paying for ad advertising are being ripped off on some level but less than 5% is a, is pretty low my estimate would have been probably somewhere in there. So it doesn't seem like that would be the reason to stop the sale. The disclosure came after Tesla Incorporated chief executive uh, Elon Musk, who has inked a deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion, tweeted that one of his priorities would be to remove spam bots from the platform. So that's his priority It should be easier now, knowing that it's less than 5% of the accounts. still not making sense as to why that would hold up the deal. Twitter said this filing, it faced several risks until the deal with Musk is closed, such as whether advertisers would continue to spend on Twitter and potential uncertainty regarding future plans and strategy. Okay. But again, it should be easier knowing the number is that little um, and then musk tweeted out fifty two minutes ago still committed to acquisition okay uh but Molly Zhang fast uh tweeted out uh retweeted something from May second, which is two weeks ago now. Uh, Twitter estimates spam fake accounts compromise less than 5% of users filing. So we knew that two weeks ago, the fact that they came out with their report yesterday should not have any effect on whether he plans to buy the deal. So this is where all the speculation comes from. Like, you know what? Maybe he's not being forthcoming about the real reasons that he's uh, that the deal is on hold because that shouldn't put the deal on hold. What could it be? It could be this. Maybe he's he's worried that his main main bitch, (laughs) Tesla Motors, and its stockholders are not happy with his decision to buy it. And the stock price for that has been, you know, tanking. But the stock price for everything across the board has been tanking, right? I don't know we'll see what, what to make of it in another story. One that is trending that, uh, I find amusing. Uh, it's from the guardian calling a bald, calling a man bald is sexual harassment, employment tribunal uh, rules. Now this is in the UK. We don't have employment tribunals here in America. Um, Tony Finn, who worked for the West Yorkshire manufacturing firm for 24 years, this is, line, is in line for compensation. Uh, calling a man bald is sexual harassment and employment tri- a tribunal has ruled. I don't know why they have to put that twice. It's the headline, and then it's the first line of the story redundant stupid nonsense hair loss is much more prevalent among men than women so using it to describe someone is a form of discrimination a judge has concluded commenting on a man's uh, baldness in the workplace is equivalent to remarking on the size of a woman's breast and the findings suggest uh, well 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 where's my money uh just for the record i've never felt sexually harassed by people saying i was bald but if this guy's gonna get some money for people saying he was bald where's mine man because 40 more than 40 years or about 40 years of it uh again it hasn't bothered me but i could i'm willing to say i feel sexually harassed if if it means money So every one of you better get out your checkbook. Every one of you people who actually noticed the shine in my head, uh, if you figured out that I'm bald and you've said anything about it, write me a check today. You owe me money. You sexually harassing bastard you. The ruling made by the panel of three men who, in making their judgment, bemoan their own lack of hair so three bald guys decided this case comes in a case between a veteran electrician and a manufacturing firm where he was employed three bald guys decided that the bald guy deserved money for being called bald man we are a a world of victims uh you know everybody's a victim of something he, i can't believe he actually brought the case Uh um, but hey, he's gonna get money Good for him, I guess. I don't know. Good for him. Yeah, well, good for him. Yes, definitely good for him. But it's not necessarily good for society that, I'm not saying you should bully somebody for baldness, but uh, to be able to sue somebody or, or get damages for being called bald, uh, what's next? What's next, really? Uh, saying anything about anybody's physical appearance? Calling somebody tall? Is that sexual harassment? Or short? Or the same as medium height? Uh, average height? Is that sexual harassment? Oh, or saying, oh, he had... You know, saying a woman had red hair. Is that sexual harassment? I mean... Describing somebody's physical appearance, it has its place in the world, especially you know if you're a witness to something what did what what would the guy look like? I can't tell you, man, that'd be sexual harassment i'm not g- I'm not giving any statement as to what the uh perpetrator might have looked like Just just let's just say he was a human right? it, and saying it was he is that sexual harassment. I'm using a, a pronoun to describe him, a male pronoun. I mean, th- where does this shit end? I'm a bald guy, and I'm telling you, I'm as bald as bald can be. I am the Baldarimo, Balderamo. I am the Supremo Bodini. And it's not sexual harassment to be called bald. Um, it's a matter of fact. It's a matter of reality, and it doesn't hurt. One bit. Um, speaking of gro- uh, grooming, <laughs> grooming your bald head. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I just want any more uh, about the, the dollar amount this guy's going to get. It doesn't say. Um, doesn't say how much he's he's in line to get. It's a long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you. If you're in bet. Uh, the company's right to su- to submit that women, as well as men, may be bald. However, as all three members of the tribunal will uh, vouchsafe, baldness is much more prevalent in men than women. We find it to be inherently related to sex. <laughs> it should probably say gender. That's in quotes. So some idiot who doesn't. Related to sex, yeah. I will. I think a lot of women will say, "Yeah, sex with a bald man—that's hot." (laughs) I say that in jest, but possibly who knows? Uh, I always, um, I always thought gay men were attracted to to me because of my bald head, because it reminded them of a penis. (laughs) I'm not gonna get in trouble for saying that. Who cares? make me yell at me tell me to shut up silence me don't laugh at my jokes whatever um it's just it's mind-blowing now speaking of grooming uh i gotta show you this because <laughs> the word grooming is used in sexual connotations all the time like especially as anti-gay anti-trans anti-alphabet soup people type of thing but there are other types of grooming, and I think it's appropriate to to say that this is a why can't why I keep pulling up the wrong thing, man? I it's I'm tired. I am very tired, and I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm saying that as an excuse. <laughs> well, maybe it just shot. I'm hoping you'll uh, have some compassion for me. Hoping you're as tired as I am. Um, where is it? The real. Uh, here you go. Now this is a cake for a ten-year-old birthday. Happy tenth birthday, Logan! An automatic uh, weapon. Let's go, Brandon! Fuck Joe Biden for a ten-year-old boy. I, I have to say that when I was eight, I was involved in politics, but not. I was not educated about politics. I was I was working for. People who were using me, exploiting me, as part of a political campaign, as a coffee boy and bumper sticker boy, and I've talked about this before in 1968 on the Nixon campaign. But I've been in—I was involved in politics and curious about it at eight years old. But at ten years old, trying to impose your beliefs on a kid in that way, showing an automatic weapon and fuck joe biden or fuck any president with an automatic weapon on their 10 th- 10 year old's birthday cake that is definitely grooming that's grooming somebody to be a, a, a kid to be a far-right extremist um and a kind of a dangerous person i mean you you're basically the suggestion there is to kill the president. That's the suggestion I take away from that. Fuck Joe Biden and a uh, picture of an automatic weapon on a kid's 10th uh, birthday cake. It's it's suggestive to me. I'll show it again if you want to see it again. I'm curious to see if you agree with me or disagree with me. If you disagree with me, I find it hard to believe that you would. That that is the message of this. What grooming and indoctrination actually looks like. A 10-year-old birthday cake. Happy 10th birthday, Logan. Uh, I don't know what model of gun that would be, but it definitely looks like a machine gun, an automatic weapon. Let's go, Brandon, fuck Joe Biden. For a 10-year-old. Wow. That is definitely, you know, you want to keep your kids. Um, I guess if you are an ideologue, Because uh, I I know uh, I have somebody in my life <laughs> try to keep people's privacy. Somebody in my life who is uh, of one political persuasion, heavily extreme in their political beliefs, and he has a thirty uh, some odd, thirty five year old son, thirty six, seven, thirty eight year old son now, uh, who is on the opposite part of the spectrum, and it drives them crazy. So people do want their kids to grow up with the same values and principles and political alignment that they have. Uh, It doesn't always work out that way. And for if you're of a really, I don't know, extreme position or you're really passionate about your team, go team, go Democrat, Republican, whatever it is, it's kind of natural to want you, your children to grow up to have the same political affiliation that you do I think that's a little extreme uh you know especially if a ten year old a ten year old birthday cake just to say fuck the president on a ten year old's birthday cake is a little fucking weird I don't know good coffee this morning cold coffee you got coffee cold coffee's the best coffee in the world and I'm gonna say this again later but I need a sip right now, so I have a mountain, a mountain, a literal mountain of work to do after this podcast is over. And uh it it's wearing me down. It's wearing me down. So what you know, people think I'm gonna leave my job and work for myself. It'll be life will be so easy then. I'll be my own boss. Listen, I don't like bosses. That's that's definitely a plus. But uh, life gets harder. <laughs> it's uh, it's it would be much easier for me to just uh, you know close down shop and go work for somebody else, take a salary, put in forty hours a week. Although that never worked out in my entire life, I. I can't remember the last time I had a job in my life where it i- re- actually worked forty hours a week and it was intended to be forty hours a week, but I don't think I've had a job in the last thirty years that resulted in me working less than sixty a week, sixty hours a week, often quite more than that so but it would be easy right now for me. To not care, just take a job I didn't care about. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, uh I'll get to, to something else in a minute. Uh, take a job I don't care about and just go get a paycheck and not have to deal with all the bullshit. When you work for yourself, you know, people say, oh, you're just working two hours a day doing, or three hours a day doing podcasts. That's an easy job. You can just, no. No. <laughs> no. First of all, it's not an easy job. If you think sitting here talking to a microphone for two and a half hours uh is an easy job and and keeping things rolling you never did it. You should try it sometime. uh I don't think most people would last five two minutes, much less two hours, two and a half hours um, okay that part of it gets easy once you once you know about but uh, that's not the job the job is the booking the job is the uh chasing down advertisers when they don't pay their bills and you have to go hey man i haven't gotten a check from you in six months uh we're way overdue oh yeah it's checks in the mail yeah i know how that works uh and lots and lots of that kind of stuff and booking people making the arrangements doing the all the kind of back-end stuff that you don't see, scheduling and all that. It's a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. And then just to promote it because I'm not hiring a LinkedIn promoter who's going to get me uh, fake listeners or bots from all over the world. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling people that the reality of a lot of people, fantasize think that going to work for yourself is going to be easy it's going to be it's going to be much easier it's going to be a different w- life it's not going to be a different life you know what i forgot to put the put up the governor's banner today i feel bad about that i'm sorry govs people we are on gov Gov's uh, radio podcast and i appreciate that we're ending our second week there tonight uh, the main room over in levittown uh, tammy pescatelli is there go see her at gov's comedy club in levittown tonight That promises to be a great show. Uh, I should pull what's going on up in the the weekends at Gov's up and just kind of give a uh, heads up to what what those shows must look like uh, for this weekend. Uh, Take that'll give me a a second to do some lame typing here. Governors, uh, governors, comedy. Yes, there it is. He's blind, he's blind, he's totally blind. As a brokerage in Belmore this weekend. Brendan Sagalow uh, will be there. Uh, That's tonight and tomorrow night. uh, Brokerage in Belmore. Uh, And then, uh, I I just don't know what to make of this. Um, Governors presents Louis C.K.'s special event. Um. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this was not there yesterday. This is a mind blowing thing. You tell me, Louis C.K. is going to be at the Brokerage in Belmore Sunday night. I'm scheduled to go see Billy Wayne Davis in Brooklyn on uh Sunday night. Now, if you know the Brokerage, it's hard to imagine Louis C.K. In that room, it's just not a very big room. And I know he's played places that aren't, big, but this is a guy who does stadiums. Unless uh, my eyes are deceiving me. And why are, you know, the other people on Gov's radio podcast, they're not talking about this. Uh, Mike Chaval has got something to say about business stuff. Creating a business you run. A, and a business you work are two different lifestyles a business you work you just created a job for yourself. yes, I know um Carl says uh louis Louis. Lewis I don't know why you call him Lewis it's louis <laughs> Louis does all kinds of small rooms i um i uh, have you seen the brokerage though Wow, brokerage is, it reminds me of a like a old wine and cheese place um I wonder what the seating is. I would guess, having been there for music stuff and recruited some players out of the brokerage. I'm trying to kind of guess at what the seating meant—thirty, 30? 40? 40 seats in the place? I mean, it's, it's pretty tiny. I don't know what the... They don't list that, what the capacity for the club is. But... Um, I I have to think it's pro. I know Louis C.K. does, um, does small rooms, and he does. Yeah, I know it's well Louis professionally. I know that. I would, man, you are a little sissy. You can't take a little ribbon. You call man. I'm wondering if it's really not man. If it's war man. <laughs> uh, and other than that, you're bald, and so, well, you're not bald, bald, but you're bald enough to be sexually harassed. Yes, you little bald, big-titted woman. Um, now I'm in really real trouble for saying big-titted woman. I want a big-titted woman. Mm-mm-mm. Call those uh. A wall that uh, definitely says he's a man. A wall. Oh, yes, yes, he does. I can't play with call. Come on. Anyway, um, I don't know. What What do you feel? But I'm just I'm just shocked because nobody. This must have got booked like very very late it says free phone notice what the hell does that mean governors presents lucy k special event free phone notice by entering these premises you agree not to photograph or record the performance this event will be a phone free experience oh that's what free phone phone free not free phone (laughs) okay phone free notice means i i I bet you can't bring a phone in the place okay I thought it meant they, you know, they call you by phone and say, okay, the show's done. (laughs) Uh, Use of I'm an idiot. What can I say? Uh, Use of cell phones, smart watches, smart accessories, cameras, or recording devices will not be permitted in this performance space. I could get around that very easily. Uh, uh, You know, there are so many, and I, I've broken enough of them, but I still have enough. Um cameras that i used to record the band and stuff um that were meant to be spy cams um but like hidden in glasses on the side of your glasses and and pens and um all sorts of gadgets like that so if i want to go there and tape it i could i'm just uh it's a 16 and over which is weird because if there's a two drink minimum Two-item minimum, uh, as they're calling it. So I guess you have to buy two of anything. It could be two burgers. I don't know. Uh, if you are discovered photographing or videoing, you will be escorted uh, from the theater. I'm Calling the brokerage a theater is <laughs> pretty funny. If you've been there, <laughs> that's a theater. Uh, okay. My living room's a theater. Uh, You hereby consent to management review of your phone's camera content and deletion. Oh yeah, you think so? Good luck with that. (laughs) Any of any images from the show. We appreciate your cooperation in creating a phone-free viewing experience. 16 and over. Uh, Six-time Emmy Award winner Louis C.K. has released over 10 stand-up specials. This is just big news for the brokerage, and it wasn't. Publicized until I think last night. Good for, uh, yeah, I know, and I know, oh my god, still so much controversy and still so much hate for Louis CK out there. He doesn't care about it, and his fans don't care about it. In my view, he's still, I don't know how I to, to, would characterize it, he's still one of the biggest stars. In comedy, and funny is funny, folks. You might not like that he played with his dick and asked girls to watch. Uh, I don't. I'm not of. uh, This is such a. uh, And I don't know why I'm I'm hedging here. I'm not of the opinion that somebody should, if it's not physical abuse actual physical that they should actually pay the price for that for eternity. Um I don't know that he's ever apologized to, to the women in question. I don't know. You know, I don't follow it that closely. But at some point you just gotta let it go. Yeah, a guy jerked off in front of you. Did let it go. I've had guys jig off in front of me. <laughs> Kinda weird. Uh especially given the situation.
2: (laughs) Um, You don't want it. It's not welcome. Well, I know lots of women who've been actually physically,
0: I think almost all, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want. I almost just said I think almost every woman has. That might not be true. That's probably a gross overstatement. But a great deal, a high percentage of women have been victims of uh, real sexual abuse. Touching. I've been victims of real sexual abuse. And I say that not as uh, in an in employment where somebody talked about my head being bald. I had women bosses who put their hands on me in very inappropriate ways. Let it go. You can't just hold on to that forever. And so I can, if he's actually guilty of a crime, you prosecute it or you uh, you bring it to the public awareness. And then the public can do whatever the frig they want with it. But uh, it's just because I see Jen Kirkman constantly. Like, she's not letting this go. Even for people who she didn't have direct knowledge of or direct experience with. Just every single day, uh, asking people, asking other comedians to take the law into their own hands or not, not necessarily take the law into their own hands, take the issue into their own hands and cut off their own careers to make her feel better about a guy who jerked off in front of her. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, my bottom line here is I still think Louis C.K. is a funny guy. I still think he's one of the brightest stars in comedy. He might be a dick, but I think uh, there are 7 billion people walking the planet, all of whom might be a dick. I can guarantee you I've been a dick, <laughs> and I continue to work to be less of a dick. And I brought this up yesterday because um the word woke came over and i i've heard friends now because i wrote a pe uh a blog piece a couple of weeks ago saying that i'd never heard anybody describe themselves as woke and i think it's it's something the right wing has weaponized to people who are simply being less of a dick than they used to be who have recognized things areas of their lives where they used to be a dick and have worked on it and tried to improve it so i don't characterize myself as woke i think that's a weapon that you hand the other side when you say hey i'm woke but you have to recognize that you've been wrong about things in your life and you look at issues and you say, you know what, maybe I need to soften that up a little bit. Maybe I need to soften my attitude on X, Y, or Z. Uh, and understand, and so being less of a dick, okay, I like that, I like that, that's what we should call it, instead of being woke call it i'm being less of a dick i'm intentionally working on being less of a dick otis hicks says he used to work in a sex shop so i know a dick when i see one i know a dick when i see one too good morning craig johnson uh how are the fires what's the situation out in new mexico um if you're just joining me, I'm I'm in shock right now because I found out that we're on Gov's uh podcast, Gov's Radio, and just found out I've been promoting shows for they've been they've had at Levitown and Tammy Piscitelli is at the Levitown the main room tonight and I've been promoting that trying to get her on the program. And then I found out that this Sunday just now I found out that louis c k is at the brokerage uh, again I, I wish I had photos of the inside of the brokerage to, to let you see how small it is now I, I, again I am not naive to the fact that louis c k has played lots of smaller venues that aren't theaters and stuff but uh, you have to you have to under you have to appreciate exactly what the brokerage is it was a jazz club. Jazz music, and what he, that that alone should give me an idea. You see this room behind me? It like looks like a little jazz club. That's what we're talking about. I mean, he, he could from the stage probably throw a spitball, <laughs> hit the guy in the back row. It's I'm thinking thirty seats tops. I've no really look at it, but fifty sixty rooms would still work great room to work at. Yeah, I get that. But then on Long Island, in in Belmore, Long Island, it's just very weird. Like there's a, there's other rooms in the in the main building in Levittown. I guess he doesn't want to take away from whatever else was there. And it's a Sunday night. I could I could appreciate that. Not doing it for the money. Not doing it for the crowds. But I can't imagine there's any seats left, or because uh, that had to have sold out in. A flat second. <laughs> 30 tickets. Boom, boo, like that. there a price on it. Buy tickets. I want to see what the price is here. doesn't say. There's no... You click on the buy... Oh, sorry. This show is sold out. Wow. Like I said, they probably just posted it last night, and it's already sold out. Too bad. I wish I would have known this. Not like I was going to get Louis C.K. on the program. I've, I've, I've tried. Believe me, I've tried. Um, not like that was ever going to happen. Uh, he still sells out, and he won an Oscar. No, he didn't. He won a Grammy. Same thing. A shitty uh, award. <laughs> he does still sell out, but uh, 52, yeah, great. I got that one. His ticket sales are not the same, but he still sells out, and then he's funny. Uh, I think his ticket sales are even better. I don't know. I, the winds have finally stopped here as of this morning. Air crews will be able to finally make headway up north. Damn, I had, was just assuming the fires were out. Damn, what a terrible start to a season. Start. Can you imagine by August if they don't get some rain? I, mean, you can, I guess I can complain about it and hope all I want. There's nothing that we're going to do that's going to cause it to rain. I mean, that's where superstition comes in handy, I guess. Do the rain dance. Maybe it'll work. Got to believe in some of that stuff. Last night on the program, Stephen G. Post, Dr. Stephen G. Post, uh, Doctor of uh, Medical Humanities uh, was on my program, and it's interesting, and we talked a little bit about uh Rick strassman and d m t and all this stuff uh dr Post, who I consider a friend now second time I've had him on the program but uh he works right next to my where my old office is, and we have a lot in common and' we've talked uh, quite a bit off the air and he's a guy i i definitely um feel a comrade on a lot of things. Anyway, he is a medical professional and a PhD who uh, does a lot of research into mind uh, and the role that mind and consciousness play in healing. And he's also a believer... In God, but not necessarily the God that you think that uh, what that means to you. Because we we talk quite a bit, and you know, he agrees with me on the Carl Sagan um, position about this. You can't, because somebody said yesterday on on Twitter, and Kevin, our friend Kevin, was quick to answer, "No." The question was, "Do you believe in God?" And Kevin said, "No." My Come back. Is you can't answer that question until you define God. What does it mean to you? Because it means a lot. Of, uh, you got the Einsteinian God. You have you know God of uh, the energy that is described in quantum physics as uh, the source of uh, of uh, the universe. Is that God? Even though you can't, it's not human form. Or you have the biblical. Uh, version of god with the old man in the cloud stuff now you could say you don't believe in that if that's the way you define it but you have to define it before you say you don't believe in it but dr post definitely believes in a supreme intelligence uh that is guiding or or is responsible for the creation of the universe as we know it whether uh that takes any kind of biblical form he's of the um belief that probably not but it was a very interesting uh discussion and program so i i urge people to go see it uh check it out from last night it's dr Stephen g posted part of the discussion because he has two books out well god and love on route 80 uh which he describes an encounter that he definitely felt has some supernatural aspects to it and then his latest book which is dignity which is all about treating people with alzheimer's or as he calls them uh profoundly forgetful people um and the care for for people and the difference between just growing old and becoming more forgetful and dementia, and what that really means. A really interesting program. I hope you'll check it out. Uh, Craig says he predicts that the BW show will, uh, BWD show will kill in Brooklyn. He's got some uh, cool people that are going to be with him too. The and um, I'm surprised that that show is not sold out yet. Really surprised. And that's not a big room either. That looks like a great room for comedy. There. uh Littlefield in Brooklyn get needs a. It's, I, it was not intended for comedy. It was intended to be like an art gallery room or a highbrow performance arts space. But it does look like a, an amazingly uh, fun room for comedy, like the seating arrangements and, and the floor design, stage design, all of it. Looks like it will be an extremely uh, satisfying show. And I'm wondering if this is actually the first time they've actually had comedy there. Um. But uh, I'm really shocked at this because I know Billy has been adding guest stars to the lineup, some of whom are recognizable names and probably have a draw of their own, and the room is not that big. But now he's competing with uh, Louis C.K. just 20 miles away uh, for that. And that's really weird, though, that they. They didn't advertise that show. They didn't mention that show until probably yesterday. I don't know. I wasn't on the site yesterday, but it wasn't on the site earlier this week when I was promoting this stuff. So, And that sold out like almost immediately. So people ha- had no plans for sa- Saturday night. Find out Louis C.K.'s there, boom, buy the tickets and it sold out like that. But again, we're talking probably 30 people. Um, so that's where it is waiting we're waiting um Kira who will be here um in about 10 minutes and then later on uh we have a comedian who will be with us uh i want to make sure i pronounce his name right i haven't even this is how far behind i am today i haven't even looked at uh chris for now i think is is how you pronounce it paypal sent me a receipt for what i didn't buy anything on paypal uh that's not right man don't be don't be spending my money without asking me about it. I hate that shit. Uh Chris Renaud. Yeah, pr- I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Chris Renaud. I should get his uh information to put it in. Now it seems to me uh Chris Renaud as much as being a stand-up comedian at one point might have been, or I don't know if he still is, a heavy metal musician. Uh and he has a Meat Lettuce podcast. He's, he's from New Jersey, Bloomfield, New Jersey. And he's got a podcast called the Meat Lettuce Podcast. Interesting name. <laughs> meat Lettuce. It uh, sounds like a good name for a heavy metal band, I guess. The Meat Lettuce Band, or just Meat Lettuce. Um, whatever. So he'll be with us at 10 o'clock. Hopefully, I mean, yesterday, Trevor Nutt did get in touch with me and has rescheduled. Uh, turns out he's a student and was uh, cramming for finals and uh, up all night and just overslept yesterday. Excuses, excuses. But that's one I can definitely relate to. You know, they say there's no such thing as a good excuse. I think that's a pretty good excuse. <laughs> my, I, my life, my backup plan in life uh, needed some attention. Is basically what it was. Listen, I don't... I I don't think having a backup plan if you if you want to do something in your life my position on it being much older and I wish I would have known this or had this had this what is it it's not a mixed philosophy when I was a very young man is that having a backup plan is not a good thing it leads you to it draws you back to the back backup plan. As long as you have that safety net, you're going to land in the safety net. I would not have gone to college if I could do my life over. I would have figured out exactly what I really wanted to do with my life and focused on that right from the beginning. But that being said, once you make that decision to go to college and you have finals, you have to see it through, and you have to do the best you can. And so, good and choices between doing some podcast with uh, some dude who has a minimal following, and um, nobody knows who he is. It's just a nobody in in the morning, versus acing my finals that I've paid uh, $100,000 to be able to take, you have to you have to go with the latter. you have to go with taking the test and getting the test right uh, rather than being on this program so i appreciate i, um, I appreciate i um, understand his excuse i would do the same in his position anyway i feel so uh sexually harassed over my baldness today and it's getting kind of hot getting kind of hot in here even though it's uh dark and dreary again out and i know the people out in southwest don't want to hear about the rain and dark and clouds and all that kind of stuff they could use some cool air and some water but that's the reality i'm dealing with um issues with andy comes out today at, at 12 p.m today now this should be an interesting one because i'm wondering and i I don't think it it will have that great effect, but I burned Andy out for two and a half hours on Monday morning, and then they they recorded the latest uh issues with Andy after that sometime later in the day, so he did five hours well close to five hours of podcast that day. I could burn anybody out now Andy is like a almost an endless well. Um, not almost he's an endless well of humorous anecdotes and i don't know how he just keeps finding things to to talk about that are hysterically funny but it does there doesn't seem to be any uh bottom to that well it just so that comes out today at 12 if you're not a patreon subscriber go to uh, issues with andy on patreon and subscribe and uh, support them, and uh, that never lets you down. Every Friday comes out, and now they're doing special stuff for Patreon where they're having guests on. I think this was inspired by by the Inman thing that went really bad, and they decided, well, maybe guests aren't, wouldn't be bad if we had good guests. <laughs> So the most recent one has uh, features Henry Phillips. Uh, Henry Phillips, great guy, great comedian, great. Uh, I want to say uh, he could be a great songwriter in serious songs, but he's a u- great humorous songwriter. I want to put that because you know if I sing, just call him a great songwriter, people will think it's um, Jackson Brown or uh, uh, James Taylor or a singer-songwriter type. Which he could, he definitely could be, and I've said that to to him uh, personally, is that, you know, he could have definitely been a rock star. He had all the tools to be that, uh, was that a rock star? Singer, songwriter, um, a very and very successful at it. But he started writing songs that made his friends laugh, and that led to comedy, and, and so that's what he does. So his music is almost... At least the music that I'm aware of that he publishes is almost all satirical, funny music, not necessarily uh, serious singer songwriter music. That's all I can call it. Anyway, so Henry has been was on uh, the most recent special edition of, of issues with Annie, but the normal edition comes uh, out today at twelve p.m. twelve noon. I think it's Eastern, twelve noon Eastern, which would be nine a.m. Pacific. Um, so that's that. Chris Penno live at the Meat Locker. Uh, wow, I got a bunch of fucking people, uh, DMing me today. I can't. I'm not gonna go through them all, but just wow, what the, what the hell is this all about? Um. Ah. Uh, I'm saying uh, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm waiting for Kiera, who will be here any moment. Um, 215. Holy crap. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Wow. All right. I'm all caught up. Uh, I'm sorry to do that on your time. I'm just here trying to kill time, actually. Uh, If you're just joining me, a lot of the discussion today, I started talking about Elon Musk, who's the sale of Twitter is now on hold. He says he's still committed to it, and uh, there's a ton of speculation as to why it's on hold. The Every single one of those explanations makes no sense to me. Wow. Seeing first weekend dance with uh, Victor and Oksana at the Lviv Hospital in Oksana, 23 year old nurse from Lushkovang, Lushansk. Lady, uh, uh, These people don't know how to name places. She lost her legs on March 27th, but she get, she got married yesterday. And the, the picture I should show, if I can share this, kind of, it's touching, but I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't think, uh, uh, what do I think? I really should keep my mouth shut on this. I'll just let the picture speak for themselves. Oh, that's not it. That ain't it. Stop. Um close this one. There it is. Oh, it's called co- I don't know why I'm on that page. Excuse me, I'm pa- I'm sorry for being such a dick. Um I'm as I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to be less of a dick. So here it is. Um so here's the, the video of how she now she obviously has no legs, and that's the first dance. Now, that could be heartwarming, um, and of course it is. And she's she's very emotional there. Uh, Russian mine exploded and took out took off her legs, and that was March twenty seventh. And she's she's getting she got married yesterday. Uh, so, less than two months after losing her legs. It, it, to a Russian mine uh got married yesterday now I, it's a i guess it's a feel good story but anytime I see something like this that is you know heartwarming in some degree you think about the long term this gentleman uh who was marrying her he's got his he's got he, he bargained for a lot in his life he's gonna have to He's going to have to have an awfully big heart and lots of compassion for the rest of his life and deal with things that as a young person, oh, sure, I'll be able to handle that. But I think we delude ourselves when we think, and some, I hope he does. I hope he has the power and strength to kind of see that uh, marriage through to be a happy, supportive marriage for the rest of their lives. But let's face it, folks. That's a difficult road to hoe. That's a really, really tough thing. So when I see something like that, my initial reaction is, ah, "That's that's a heartwarming story." And then immediately I go to, "Ooh, that's going to be a tough life for both of them." So heartwarming, yeah, crash, <laughs> uh, chilling, heartwarming and chilling in the same, same breath. Uh, maybe it's because I'm just a negative a person, which is why Kiara is he, here in the, in the first place, is because she's not as jaded as me. She, she's um, not not jaded at all. She's a happy person, and we need some happiness, right? And I'm trying to be happy, and, and so, uh, again, my first inclination is, that's a nice story. My second inclination is, oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> anyway it's time to bring a here let me just tell you uh and hopefully you will support our sponsors in some way you cheap fucks <laughs> this segment of the dog is brought to you you this segment of the do, uh coffee with the dog is brought to you by southwest airlines rapid rewards earning on every point uh, on every flight that's the point join rapid rewards to earn points you can use for any seat anytime no blackout dates any points and points don't just dis- don't expire as a rapid Rewards member you can earn points by flying or spending with our partners and you can use them how and when you want plus if you're short on points you can always purchase more to get the reward you want links in the description folks southwest airlines rapid rewards patronize these uh affiliate sponsors so we can get some uh support for this because if not i'm, I'm not gonna threaten you with anything but uh i, w- I will end up losing cara and then you're gonna have to put up with a show with me just me for for two hours and won't that suck so do the right thing here support it or go to uh coffee.com cold coffee that's ko uh hyphen fi fi uh dot com slash mind dog tv and support that way but we need some support for this segment it's called the happy news uh, happy minute whatever it's called it's happy something let's get happy I called the audience, cheap fucks. Look at that background. I got my dumb bald head. You know, (laughs) I just want to tell you about this. There's a guy, I'm sure you're not aware of this story yet. There's a guy in in the UK who sued because uh, people at work mentioning his bald head was a form of sexual harassment. And he won. Now he's going to get a settlement for being called, Um, being referred to as bald. that's
3: That's sexual? I wasn't
0: aware. They said, "Yeah, right." In in the decision, the judge commented that commenting on a man's baldness is the same as talking about a woman's breast. Okay. So
3: um, I'll have to disagree with that. But uh, me too.
0: As a bald man, I could say I don't. I've never felt sexually harassed in my life by people pointing out or noticing that i was bald or saying something about it even joking about it even trying to be bullish about it it doesn't feel like sexual harassment to me at all but right now
3: be- that background does look like a nippleless breast oh, I so maybe that. that's let's, why let's,
0: let me see that again uh uh but no but if this guy's getting money i for yeah you're right
3: <laughs> right maybe that's why
0: well, I always said that uh, gay men were attracted to me because my head reminded them of a penis. But <laughs> gay guys, to me, uh, I'm like catnip to gay guys. Uh, gay guys are attracted to me like, uh, like I'm the most beautiful, like a, a, the most beautiful woman is attractive to guys. Uh, gay guys just like gravitate all my life now i don't know that now that i'm older it may be wearing off but i've had like been hit on so many times by gay guys that it, it i understand how women feel about it. <laughs> you know i get it i'm hot <laughs> leave me
3: alone i think but, it's also yes you're hot and also um <laughs> i think it's because uh straight men it's like they can't have them so they you know
0: right. it's like oh. a, that's that's yeah well but it's, not it's like the a same... married
3: man it's a married man you know how the women always flock to married men Do in they? the bars yeah always if they see a ring it's like it's like a challenge for them i,
0: I wish just... i would have known this earlier yeah where... <laughs> i would have have said i, I would have walked in like this
3: <laughs> wow wow <laughs>
0: Um Yeah. It's a challenge but, for
3: gay men, I think, because uh you're not the first straight person to say that. So.
0: Yeah. Um if that guy's getting money though. I mean again, I'm not I've never felt harassed and I'm never but I should now that he's gonna get paid for it, I think I have a lot of money coming to me because people have been mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My, when I first when me and Mikey first started this band, he was relentless uh with with ball jokes and i i I was quiet about it for for a month or so and let him every every time we we played he was less like commenting on baldness and then uh, i like at one point I, all right uh, this has gone too far and i started having making fat jokes about him and then uh, (laughs) and then uh that was extreme i once i become a pit bull on that stuff like i don't I had I was doing posters of him as Orca at Sea uh, World, you know, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was brutal. So he finally backed off and stopped doing that. But um, so Mikey owes me money. Then
3: I should do that. I, you know, Matt, you, do you know my whole life? Everyone always made like skinny jokes. I'm, all, you know, I sh- I never once said, "Well, you're a fat fuck," you know. <laughs>
0: You just did uh, <laughs> and it made me choke on Koa coffee.
3: <laughs> Every Koa coffee, the best coffee to choke on. Um, but no, my whole life, well, look at you, you skinny bitch. What am I supposed to say? Well, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not a fat fuck. <laughs> That's
0: I'm what just, you're just supposed like to say. Just like that. Just like I'm, that. I can't <laughs> believe women would pick on you for being skinny because I thought all oh, women wanted to be skinny.
3: They are so mean and so brutal to skinny women. But, but nobody says anything if, and I like, if I were a man, I would go after a woman that was heavier because I think it's, I think it's cute on a woman, but I would, I never comment. The point is I never comment on a woman's weight, whether they're skinny or whether they're fat or whether they're medium size. I just don't think it's the right thing to do. It's, it's part of its genetics. And here I am sitting at work and everyone's calling me a, a skinny bitch and how much they, they hate me. I i'm sorry i work out i'm sorry
0: yeah i I'm, exercise
3: I I, I I watch what i eat <laughs> i'm sorry i,
0: I i'm not sorry you, yeah i get it um i'm gonna get myself in trouble maybe i should shut up but i i don't think i think there are certain cases when there are medical reasons for obesity but there are others that sometimes it is what it is sometimes it's it's dark out because there are no lights on sometimes people are fat because they eat too much and uh don't exercise that's right but we want to say that it's a medical thing a thyroid problem with all of them. with some people that's definitely legitimate but there are a lot of people who are just obese, obese because for all the reasons you would assume people are obese right. you eat too much and, right. and you never exercise in your life um, right
3: so um, just the same reason why you know, you don't want people commenting on your, um, you know, your baldness.
0: I don't. <laughs> I know, don't actually saying... like it. I I've never and I, I've never had a problem with be, anybody making fun of balding people or uh, having a, a joke with it. When it becomes like Mikey was doing it all day right. long and all, all day, time. right? It's like, all right, yeah. the joke's getting old now. I mean, give but it. But I rep. like
3: how you you spun it. It's good, so. Yeah.
0: But I, I like do think that. I need some money if this guy's getting paid..
3: Yeah. Uh,
4: I just think it's I a bad thing to
0: society too, that that people will go to court to sue over the least Everything. offense. yeah. like, what are we going to what's next? you' tall? I can't comment right. on you. I can't say you're yeah. a tall. you're tall?
3: Exactly. You can't <laughs> say anything to anybody anymore, right. You just pass each other. Well,
0: I say, uh, basically, take it to the point of uh, you've witnessed a crime. The police says, Well, what did the guy look like? Can't tell you, man. I'm going to get sued. Right. I can't. It was a a human. I could tell you that
3: much.
0: (laughs) Definitely looked like a human. Was it male or female? I'm not going there. Are you kidding me? can't
3: say that. No. No, I know. It
0: could be anything. Lots of pronouns. Could be he, she, they, we, 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 z.
3: Gender fluid, human form, humanoid. Right. Robbed me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Louis C.K. Uh, you you familiar with him? <laughs> of course, you am familiar. Yeah,
3: I I can't believe he is uh he's a pervert, but yeah, I thought he was funny for the longest. I mean, he's funny. He's right. A funny
0: pervert. He's a per, He's a pervert, but he admits to being a pervert. I mean, he admits that his thing is weird, and he's got daughters and all that stuff. But yeah. Gov's radio, yeah, a little Gov's radio thing there. He's actually at Bel- doing a surprise show in Belmore at Brokerage this Sunday night. Okay. And if you've ever been to Brokerage, uh, no, it's like the size of this room. Okay. So it's a guy who's used to being in, and I, uh, Carl pointed Uh, out several times that, yes, he does some smaller clubs to work on some material, but this is, like, really intimate. This is, like, so intimate. It might as well be a living room show, which is really, and they didn't announce it, so I just started promoing it this morning that so he's going to be there Sunday night. So you think that
3: he can't get jobs anymore because of...
0: No, no, he's still selling out there. He just got, he won a Grammy Award uh, for Best Album. Like the oh. industry has definitely moved on. There are certain women who were part of his thing. His thing was, you know, his thing. he asked women if he could yeah. jerk off in front of them. And, <laughs> uh, oh, I
3: thought they could jerk off in front of him.
0: No, he could jerk off in front of them. He asked oh. women. And, and so basically they said yes, but. Uh, they were claiming that they said yes only because he was more powerful in the com- comedy world and didn't want to lose wow. work. So they they said yes, and and he did it. And then years after that, they finally came out and complained about it, that he, he jerked off in front of us. So he has a thing in his bit mm-hmm. about the album that he won. He said, let me tell you, if, if you... Uh, <laughs> he's talking about people knowing about his thing. He said... If you ask a woman if it's okay and she says yes, still don't do it. <laughs> that that that's the lesson he learned. So, even if you ask for consent and she says yes, still don't do it. But that's so,
3: awkward. That's yeah. just weird. Yeah. It's it's like, hey, weird. how you doing? Uh Do you mind off? Do you mind if I jerk off in front of you? But yes? I, okay, I, uh, one second. I know. Get comfortable.
0: Listen. Okay. I think we have the same kind of power dynamic within our band, right? So uh, I think uh, I do have more power and say with the business of the Rockin' 45s. And I right. think I, I think I can speak for you on this. That if I said, Kieran, is it okay if I jerk off in front of you? You would say,
3: what? No! What are you, yeah. stupid?
0: And walk away.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened with another band member. Not that... Jerking off, but if he could take me home, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. did exactly that. I said, What, right? Said, keep your voice down. Why am I right. gonna keep my voice down? Do you hear so, what you just said? Just yeah, like that. That's so. The true... point is, the p-
0: power dynamic yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I know in the right in the same situation, with the power dynamic being almost the same, you would do you would act like a normal person and say, That's absurd, you weirdo, <laughs> mm.
2: Mm. <laughs> you know. Right
3: i mean my uh, mother always says you never know what happens behind closed doors and who knows how he said it or you know how scary he looked at the time
4: yeah i don't know and, i never like
3: to get involved with those stories because you just never know yeah, you know i don't yeah, know yeah
0: yeah yeah uh so last night i had a great uh program with uh, dr stephen g post who is uh he's a scientist and he's from Stony Brook where I used to work and, and knows my department well and we have a lot in common over there. But he's got mm. two books out. One is called God and Love on Route 80 where he, he had a, when he was a young man, a spiritual, uh, somewhat of a miracle in, in his mind. And he's, you know, a scientist talking about his belief in the, a supreme being. And it's like every, mm. time, every time you open your mouth about this stuff, You put your career in jeopardy in some way. But he was invited to Oxford University to give a speech about it. He was just there last week. And he's kind of um, a very interesting guy on that level because I know scientists who uh, are not atheists, but they generally are pretty shy about it. But he's extremely Mm. open about what he about his beliefs and where he comes from from on all stuff. So that was an interesting program. The second part of it was about dignity, about how we care for people with Alzheimer's and extremely forgetful people. Is that, is how he calls, uh, he, he refers mm. to them. He said, cause even just calling them Alzheimer's patients is kind of disrespectful to what they go through. They, when we think of them as extremely forgetful and find ways to, uh, make them they'll, feel,
3: they'll never remember anyway.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think sh- short-term memory is is a is there. It's the long-term memory that goes. It's like I forgot my. It depends. Kids. It, it depends.
3: It, it depends. No, I've. That, seen, that's more I've of seen...
0: another joke. The, the depends jokes. That's the, oh
3: no. <laughs> well, I my my aunt went through it pretty bad, and um, but she at first it was long-term. She remembered people, and then. As it progressed, she didn't remember second to second. It was very sad.
0: But the interesting part of it for me, and if you get into this work, you're going to find it true, is that I brought it up. I play for Alzheimer's patients all the time. And Mm. music is the best medicine for bringing them back to life, bringing them back to the person they used to be because i've played for people who have been had no real uh, interaction with their family for years for uh, uh, two years or so go in and the wife will say well he used to like this song i play play the song and all of a sudden starts clapping his hands even possibly sometimes singing the words and the wife yeah. is in tears like you brought him back to life and and it's not me of course it's the music and so the healing power of music and we were talking about this and there needs to be a whole lot of more research about how, wh- how exactly and why that works but the yeah. clearly what it proves is there is a way to get through these people and bring them back to themselves if we can find it and find a way to utilize it better and and use that kind of therapy more to bring them out more right. long term There's a lot right. of power there yeah it's a it's really uh a, a really positive discussion anyway
3: wow how beautiful yeah oh.
0: got a, a comedian on today who might be a little dirty i'm not sure what to expect with him uh his name is chris bradeau so he's coming on at 10 o'clock um it could be like really dirty might be not not your cup of tea kippity but <laughs> we'll see i don't uh, mind I
3: don't... dirty comedy okay I... yeah
0: well but i don't know where he's what? coming from he's he's where a new jersey look? guy and he looks young oh, and he looks, he looks that's sad. all you gotta say yeah <laughs> he's
3: from jersey
0: <laughs> uh so uh you got anything happy for us today
3: uh it was slim Pickens. i do have to say i'll save the Pickens. the better one for later so let me just uh Get you this. know, you know Slim
0: Pickens is an actor, don't you?
3: He's a great, great guy. Is he huh? real? He's real. Yeah, Slim he's Pickens. A real guy? Yeah,
0: yeah. He was in uh, <laughs> Honeysuckle Rose with Willie Nelson. You'd know him if you saw what, him. What in nineteen
3: nineteen twenty five? And you're gonna be mad at no, him? No,
0: in nineteen eighties <laughs> or something. But he's actually in Doctor Strangelove. He's the guy riding the rocket at the end of the movie uh, in Doctor Strangelove. Uh, Slim Pickens. He Never is an all-country, old, old uh, you know, but he's an actor more than a musician, but he's, he's he got a very definitive uh, Southern drawl. You'd know him if you saw him.
3: So Slim Pickens is a fairly new saying. It's not I don't know.
0: Something- uh, maybe they named him after the saying. Maybe his parents ah. were just. Maybe his name was, uh, yeah, Slim Pickens, Lamar Burton Lindley Jr. Uh, oh. born June twenty ninth, nineteen nineteen. Uh, oh, he died in eighty three. See, died
2: see? in
3: eighty
0: three. Yeah. Wow.
2: Someone
3: uh, from nineteen nineteen. I'm. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't uh Well,
0: it. you wait. Let me pull up his picture here. You'll recognize him. Hold on, I think you recognize. Okay, let me, let me see. I think he was in Blazing Saddles. If I'm not mistaken. Oh,
3: okay. I might know. Uh,
0: Slim, where are you, Slim? Here you go, Slim Pickens. That's Oop. him. You. Oh, sh-
3: no, hold on, it's black no? for me. Oh, black. I just see blackness. Oh, there we go. Um, I don't have my glasses on. Sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah, God. looks a little familiar.
0: Yeah, that looks like it's from Blazing Saddles.
3: He, he's... He played okay. a
0: cowboy in a lot of, Anyway, that's Slim Pickens. All right. Because you said the, the phrase Slim Pickens, I had to show you that Slim Pickens was Well, this real, isn't
3: about cool. Slim Pickens. It's about Slim Pickens, and I had oh. to pick something.
0: Okay, so, well, uh, what'd, you, what'd you pick? <laughs> Besides well, your nose. <laughs> uh,
3: it, yes, this is uh, UPI, and this is about a geriatric Canadian who achieves the world record for becoming the oldest man to record a headstand. I'm not making oh, sense. Oh, not
0: yeah. Jackie. It's not, not Jackie. Ja- well,
3: on his, not a handstand, a headstand, which is headstand. impossible for me. So I give this guy credit. Um, and he's boasting about his being 75 years old and 33 days, to be exact. Um, he's from Quebec. He has become the oldest man on record to successfully perform a headstand. And Guinness World Records has confirmed this.
0: <laughs> how much did they charge him? That's what I care about. How much
3: One they- million dollars. I, That's I, how I, much I, they charge okay. <laughs> um, And they go on about, about his life. And uh, he began a concerted effort to start training and live a healthier lifestyle at 55 and once he mastered the skill of holding the inverted posture started performing it all over town whether people asked or not he was doing headstands everywhere that's and everyone hurt. had to applaud because they felt obligated to applaud wow well, thank you can i can i purchase my groceries now do you Sony. see a picture there
0: is the guy does the guy look old because 75 i saw a picture of a no. guy last night on facebook and he was oh see He's... yeah so that's that's not that old. He doesn't look that old. um Well,
3: he's in he's in shape. He's they had some
0: up. guy on Facebook last night playing guitar, and they they were trying to. He wasn't that good. He was okay, but they, mm-hmm. because he was seventy two, at seventy two years, and he looked like a ninety two year old man, but seventy two. And I'm like, seventy two is not that old. Yeah. Paul McCartney's eighty and he's still playing guitar and singing and, and doing concerts. This guy, you know, it's no big deal that a seventy two year old guy can still play some blues songs or whatever. Right, uh,
2: right.
0: People acting like seventy-two is um and seventy two is play
3: with. I think yeah. he's seventy five, the man I'm playing with, Joe.
0: Well, ask him if uh, he yeah. can do a headstand for you. Next time he wants to do, next time he calls you and said, When can we rehearse again? say, I'm only coming to your house if I when I get there. You're standing on your head,
3: Re- juggling chainsaws with your feet.
0: <laughs> wow, you yeah. really are an extremist. Yeah. Uh, did uh, you see the story I was talking uh, about when you came in? Uh, uh, a Russian, a uh, uh, Ukrainian. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, nurse, yes. She got her legs blown off on March 27th by stepping on a mine. This was two months ago and got married yesterday, and uh, they were having their first dance, and the guy was he- holding her up because she's got
3: I saw malaria. that I saw that oh my God
0: uh, And so my, I had the dual reaction to it. It's a it's heartwarming right. story, good for him. He's, you know he went through the wedding, he, he loves her, he's being, he's being supportive of her, he's holding her up and they're having their first dance, no matter, even though they've gone through this, but at some point the reality's going to hit home. That wow, this is not going to be an easy life, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. a huge commitment for the guy to make. Unfortunately, that's a tough, more cold-hearted thing for me to say, but it's a huge commitment for him to make. He's going to have, if it's really meant to be a lifelong marriage and till death do us part, his life is going to be consumed by taking care of her, and so, and yeah. that will eat into their financial stability and all that stuff yeah
3: okay. yeah
0: so i know a- but
3: what but it's it is romantic because uh, but i but i'm sure they could give her Do you think they can give her some limbs some prosthetic limbs do you think they could go all the way up Probably. i've seen the calves prosthetic calves but
2: maybe Probably. maybe
3: there's hope in this story maybe she'll get two prosthetic limbs that she can learn to walk on
0: yeah, as nice. long as there's medical cover, pe- people who pay the bills. I know, it all comes down to money, right? Because yeah. if there's money there, yes, medical uh, science has come a long way, and they can do right. miraculous things. And that would be a good thing. So maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe there's hope. See, good for you. You you kind of took me out of the negativity of what might be with that story. And now I'm thinking maybe there's hope. Maybe they'll have a bright future Ooh. together.
3: What's that? What's that movie? It's the exact same. Uh, I think her, she lost her legs. I don't know if it was a shark attack or something. Um, it was a beautiful movie. And if I have to remember it, I'll tell you to watch it. Um, mm. Basically, she she lost her legs and she was all depressed and suicidal and um, life was meaningless. And this man just came out of nowhere and was he was really harsh to her. He said, just, you know, what are you doing? Get up, do something with your life. And he got her motivated. He got her exercising and getting a job, and they they fell in love. But oh so, sa- salt and does- bone or something. Oh, hold on, give me one second.
0: All right, it doesn't sound like anything I remember. You know, called, couldn't have been like a big blockbuster movie.
3: No, I don't watch blockbuster movies. I watch like you know, um, good movies. <laughs> 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 no, I gotta. I have to find it. Salt and Bone is a, a restaurant in uh, Germany. I'm sorry, Germany. It's not. It's not that. Don't go there. I can't reveal uh, it. I've never okay. been to Germany.
0: All right, I'm gonna let you out and and um, Bye. look I'm for, gonna research. Look for happy movies. Uh, where's my damn thing? I'm always looking for my damn thing. Here's my. Now, um, Coa Coffee is the best coffee in the world, and my cup is run almost empty of the best coffee in the world. So I have a clip I can play that gives me one minute and 20 seconds exactly to go get a fresh cup of coffee and be back in this seat. Um, so I'm going to try to do that. I hope you will stick with me. Chris Pineau is coming. I uh, <laughs> got notice Oh, yeah. he's in the bathroom. <laughs> he will be with us in a few minutes. But in the meantime, I'm going to go get a fresh cup of the best coffee in the world. Despite what Forbes may say about being top 10 in the world, I'm telling you, it's the best coffee in the world. So I'll be right back. I got to get my running shoes on before I actually hit the button. Give me a half second extra on the time to get to the coffee I'll fill it up and get back here. Here we go, Koa Coffee. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of Aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with Aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Manaloa Volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Lo, 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 He's back in the seat. Uh... Back in the seat in time now. I'm getting text messages. I have to look, at, look into what they are. Have to. Uh,
2: okay. Um,
0: uh, There's nothing important. I got a couple of text messages that are not important in case anybody cares. Chris Pernod, uh will be with us shortly. I guess. Uh, <clears throat> Carl says he drank coa uh, coffee and married an amputee. But was it a bald amputee is is what's really important here. I feel a little sexually harassed by my own joke there. I'm probably going to have to sue myself. Um, anyway, coa coffee will not, in case you're wondering, coa coffee will not make you uh, marry an amputee, a double amputee. But th- the woman was not an amputee; she was a blast ut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a terrible joke. It's not even funny, but I laugh anyway. Um, she got her legs blown off by a mine, which is listen. It's amputee is is terrible. You but you go into the hospital, you get sedated. Uh, you out cold. Lots of um, local anesthesia, and even when you come, you're like in painkillers and all that kind of stuff. Constantly cared for. Again, it's not an easy thing, and I would never want to go through it. But compared that to having your legs blown off by stepping on a mine, amputee is the easy way to go. Um, so you know it's it's a much harder life a much harder existence uh i can't wait to uh bust christmas balls about uh the reason he's a little bit late today he's still in the bathroom (laughs) he needs a moment he needs a moment to get all set up sorry i'm using the bathroom (laughs) That's funny Uh, it's funny because it's real um yesterday this is so fu- speaking of funny real weird i got a email from ups no i'm not kidding about this it says uh, congratulations on your hire we we've decided that you're the candidate uh and uh here's your uh, terms of employment um Benefits package, benefits information, all this stuff. And we need you in early on Monday, a uh, half an hour early to go through the paperwork at the HR. Apparently, I've been hired by UPS to run a UPS store in Jacksonville, Florida without ever applying for the job, interfering for the job, or ever having any desire to have the job <laughs> or even knowing it existed uh which is weird i would think oh well they just got the email address wrong they just sent this to the wrong email address and somebody else applied for this job and congratulations but no said dear matt napo and i look at it it doesn't seem to be scam spam phishing and because all they're asking me to do is show up a half hour early at the office in jacksonville florida on monday morning. For my new position, it's got to be the one of the weirdest emails I ever got in my life, uh, and I, I'm not sure what to make of it. Because m- my first inclination was, "What's what's the scam here? What are they? How are they trying to rip me off with this?" And there was nothing for me to click on, nothing for me to follow up on. Uh, it, it's just very weird. And so, I, what, what do you make of that? uh i'm sure i'm i shouldn't say i'm sure i i would be surprised if anybody else ever had that experience um but it just seems so so bizarre that i can't even figure out how you might use that to be a scam in any way um i'd just love to hear your uh thoughts on that if you have any you can put them in the chat room one of whatever chat rooms you might be in don't have <clears throat> excuse me. I don't have a program for you tonight, uh, which is a good thing. I take I've been taking no Friday nights until the end of music season, outdoor music season, which extends to October. And you know, we generally gig on during the winter on Friday on some Friday nights too, but not as much. And we're definitely slowing down now that my partner Mike is getting uh getting old. I'm not getting old, even though I'm older than he is. I'm still willing to gig five nights a week, but I can. I don't have a day job to go to. I do have a day job. Mike, Mike Shavala pointed out uh, before. Here's what he said about that. Creating a business you run and a business you work are two different lifestyles. A business you work, you're just creating a job for yourself. So I do have a job for myself. You're right. I created a job for myself. So I do have a day job, but my day job is flexible enough that I can play gigs on a Friday night and have the, or even on a Wednesday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon or any afternoon, I have the flexibility to go do that. And the energy and the desire. Mikey got married six years ago now, and that marked the point where he said... I don't want to kick as much as we used to. I want to be home with my wife and television. Um, okay, so said, my work computer must be from 1943. It's updating for an hour. Happy Friday. Um, I, I don't believe they had personal computers in 1943, but sounds like you may have a bench warrant. Oh, in Florida? No. ABQ used to send free DVD players and then arrest the people when they showed up to claim. There, uh, a bench warrant in, I haven't been to Florida in 10 years, 11 years. And what might the bench warrant before? I didn't break any laws last time I was there. Uh, No, I doubt that's it. But that that would make sense, Craig. That's a um, very astute um conclusion to to draw from that i could definitely see that that would be a possibility but again if they if they'd have to know if if this was the case they'd have to know that i'm not a florida resident right jacksonville florida for a i'm not putting ups store managers down but that's a a pretty menial job Uh, Not worth relocating from New York for, but um, by any stretch of the imagination, and not if you're an old man like me who's retired uh, from that life, working for somebody else. To they'd have to know you, you got a bench warrant. You'd have to know Matt Napo lives in Long Island, New York, and wouldn't they? I guess if they're, they're Florida authorities, they'd want to pick me up in Florida. But to think that I'm going to get on a plane for it, no, I can't. And knowing that I never applied for the job or interviewed for it, or that I even want it, I don't want it. I could, I, I, the last, if you couldn't pay me enough money, I can say. If you want to pay me $44 billion, I will manage your UPS uh, your store. <laughs> for a week and then i'll say this is uh not worth it <laughs> this is a fucking job uh as much as i complain about the job that i'm doing here man chris Benoit taking a long time in the bathroom don't you think uh kelly says she needs a beer a hug and a valium jesus what a morning wow sorry kelly i uh i got a cold coffee if that helps i could give you a hug if that helps but uh I don't have any Valium and uh, could not get it to uh, Kansas City Mo um, even even if I had a Valium. So I'm sorry you're having a rough morning. Uh, I, I You know what, Kelly? I, you weren't with us earlier. I should get your opinion on this. And I'm sure you've seen the stuff that Jamie put out there about the Guardian article about bald men being subject of uh sexual harassment when anybody notices they're bald now uh the article goes on it basically said the judge decided that because men uh men lose their hair more often than women it's more prevalent in men that it's a form of sexual harassment for anybody to even comment on your baldness if you're a man. And the judge said, uh, it's the equivalent of making comments about a woman's breast. Just curious how you feel about that. Because uh, as a bald man, I've never felt sexually harassed by people saying I was bald. Anyway, still waiting on Chris Manoa. It's like, uh, I see, I almost want to. Uh, message him back with some smart ass thing like wow um still nah, I'm not let him let him do what he needs to do i'll give him i'll bust his balls when he when he gets to the program if and when i mean let's maybe he's having a uh, carl type morning in in, <laughs> in the bathroom i don't know it's just an unusual thing for somebody to even uh, explain that i would just If I were him, I'd say, sorry, I'm late. I'm having some technical difficulties, and leave it at that. I would not uh, follow through with the uh, I'm in the bathroom thing. What is... uh... I'm looking at Brother Dave uh, performing, but it looks looks like a weird event he's uh, performing at. Um, I can't see what he's doing here. Brother Dave is a really good guitar player, man. I'm really impressed with him. Anyway, um, Chris Pinot is with us now. He's in the back end, and uh, he's a comedian from uh, New Jersey. I think Bloomfield, New Jersey. Um, and I think, I don't know this for a fact. It's hard to it's hard to pin down uh, people that I have not actually met before. Uh, But I think he also is a musician of some sorts. Let us get to the bottom. And we'll ask the best way to just go directly to the horse's mouth and ask him. He's with us now. Let's welcome in Chris Bruneau. Uh, Chris, welcome. Hey, how how are you
1: doing, buddy? uh, I'm doing well. Uh, You you were in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it feels like when I'm at work and I'm 10 minutes late, I'm taking like the most... It, it's morning thing, yeah. you're
0: not a you're not a morning person i gather
1: oh no dude <laughs>
0: no but i definitely wanted to do this i wanted to come on you know yeah i appreciate that you know uh that's a difficulty with doing a a morning show and wanting comedians to come on no comedians are really morning uh, yeah. people yeah, but at least you're east that yeah at least yeah. you're east coast though cuz i've had people on from a lot of people on from california west coast so this would be 7 a.m. for them and getting up and, uh
1: so with you (laughs) yeah dude
0: um comedy how long you been doing comedy
1: uh like a year and some change now a little bit over a year now all getting into it yeah
0: what what got you started in it
1: did you always want to do it uh i was always like the funny friend a lot of the time and uh yeah i guess like and uh i don't know just like like the pandemic happened and couldn't play music really yeah. anymore but comedians don't really care about my much about the pandemic <laughs> that much so like i was able to get into that and now like it was cool because i didn't have a job either at that time so i was able to just like just yeah do comedy every single day so i like kind of like was able to get better faster than most new people so yeah that's <laughs> like yeah, I appreciate that attitude because
0: this is my approach to podcasting. I when I started podcasting, I decided if I'm going to get into this, I'm I'm not going to take the slow road. People do one show a day, one show mm-hmm. a week, one show a month. I like fuck that. I'm doing two shows a day, three shows a day. I want to get good, and popular oh, yeah. and and well-known as fast as I yes, as can. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, you have the benefit of being young and having mm-hmm. your whole life ahead of you i'm an old man so uh, time is <laughs> of the essence for, for me yeah. uh but uh, your first time on stage was it a dare was it because uh, uh... no
1: nah, I, I was just bored one day and i was like i need to do something like i haven't gone outside or like really like talked to anybody <laughs> like ever and i gotta i gotta get out there again so i just like went on facebook and found like you know like some like comedy open mic group and then found uh like my first mic i went to and then i just decided to do it and yeah that's been history from there was
0: it it local in in bloomfield new jersey or did you go to the city what
1: oh i know it's like they're all in new jersey they're not like elmwood park and stuff like that Mm -hmm.
0: have you been to new york city at all and to into the delved into yeah i've uh... been to
1: uh yeah i've been on MacDougall street i've been to like uh you know like the greenwich village and uh comedy shop and stuff i did broadway comedy club i did that that one bringer that they do and got a Is couple developments victoria
0: calls. victoria's show victoria arden uh, or something like that she does a bringer show there
1: Oh uh, no, the industry room okay. i tried that one out yeah but that was fun yeah it was good you know
0: now are you, are you getting dealing a lot with these bringer shows where you, you uh,
1: no I, no definitely not i've done like probably like one that was it really one or two i think i've done yeah Yeah, not that big of a fan
0: it becomes a drain on your friendships people say oh come on man
1: i I love you but i'm not
0: how many how often can i come out and see your act i
1: mean i know i definitely like blew my load super hard like by just like having everybody that came out i don't know yeah i don't know if you do bringers it's fine just like don't like act like you're getting like booked all the time if you're just doing bringers how
0: old are you if you don't mind me asking you
1: uh, I just turned twenty-three.
0: Oh, what a fucking great time! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the prime of your life, man. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I if I could trade places with you, I would in a heartbeat. I mean, oh, I, was I would so, trade places
1: with you. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now,
0: when you describe your comedy and I hate I hate even asking this question I know it's a bummer of a question cuz when people ask me about what kind of music you play i go, oh fuck mm-hmm. you man you just listen and tell me but yeah. uh, are you a joke teller you storyteller what, what do you, what do you
1: do I don't know I'm like a mixture of both I'd say like I used to like really copy Mitch Hedberg and now I'm trying oh. to copy like Louis CK and like Shane Gillis a lot like I don't know it takes wow. like a I don't know. It takes a second to like, like I, I wasn't really comfortable like, like having ideas that were longer than a sentence for a while. And now, now though, I'm like really, like I've I've gotten more into like myself, and I, I want to show people like the things, like the thoughts that go in my head. And some of them were kind of gross, and some of them were funny. But you, you know, gotta, you, gotta like, you gotta be
0: you, man. That, yeah, you gotta that, try you know, it out. I, I don't think I feel I'm, like, Yeah, I don't like to give advice to anything, but that one piece of advice that you have to be authentic and true to Mm -hmm. yourself no matter what. Don't try to... Now, everybody, when they're starting out, like you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, influences like Hedberg Mm -hmm. and and Louis C.K., that's important to have those kind of models to kind of give you some frame of reference. But when when you start actually doing it, it's really important to be Mm -hmm. true to who you are. Yeah. Uh, uh, So, before the comedy stuff, you were doing music, yes?
1: Yeah, I was doing a band. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, and metal. W- like, oh, yeah. You are a me- metal guy? A metal uh, me- metal band?
1: Yeah, Woodland Tomb, if anybody's out there that wants to look that up. That'd be fun, you know? Yeah. Like,
0: and, and Did you start that as a young teenager, like 13, 14 or something, or later in life?
1: I was in like yeah I was I've been doing bands since I was like 12. Yeah. And that and that was just like like I used to do like garage punk stuff and then I just started like just switching around to all the different instruments. But I was never like a, a talented musician though. Like I was like uh, the funny like I was like the funny person at like the that the practice that would make like practice okay again. <laughs> yeah i never really um,
0: i can relate to that but i would i would yeah. tell you this that talent isn't really all that
1: important no <laughs> oh, yeah no you need a you need that a-
0: attitude hard work a lot and persistence a lot of some luck all of that but you know mm-hmm. uh and not that talent is a bad thing if you have talent it's always a positive but i don't think it's necessarily um uh, an important oh yeah no. People...
1: being successful people think it's too and it's like so important yeah. you just kind of have to have a good attitude about things really, and then like the rest of it comes with you so so have you completely sorry if like a mad noise outside have you completely yeah, people, uh
0: moved away from from the music idea or is it are you still in it, in it
1: somewhat oh you know I'm just like uh goddamn sorry these people are outside doing the with the leaf blowers right now i don't know if that's you guys cool. can hear that in, invite uh, them in yeah no music is like <laughs> yeah right no music is a uh, is fine is like fine but it's like not really my go-to like style that's not my like best way to express myself i'd say
0: yeah yeah um so uh, goals uh do you have goals of um you know obviously you know it's a day-by-day life but uh mm-hmm. are you planning on doing this is this your plan for life, or do you have a backup plan? Or,
1: or <laughs> uh, I definitely don't have a backup plan anymore. I it used to be, you know, like I don't know. I guess like just be like a manager at like Panera or something is, is like the backup plan. But you know, until then, you know, I'm just gonna keep grinding, doing comedy. You know,
0: I was talking about
1: it just before you came on about it because um, uh, yesterday
0: uh, the comedian didn't show up. Uh, because he was cramming for his finals and he's i 've seen his work and he 's a pretty funny guy and he 's a young guy like you, but he 's in college and he was cramming for his finals and up all night and slept through and forgot to forgot to be here for the show but oh. and I, you know my point on that is if i would be a young, if I could trade places with you age wise right now and be a twenty three year old guy I would know that a backup plan is what mm-hmm is something you gravitate towards and if you have a backup plan you're probably going to end up in your backup plan so for an old man yeah. like me to look back backup plan is not a good thing
1: right? yeah no that's why I, I don't really have one. it's like this or nothing you know yeah like you gotta i don't know you gotta put your all into it that's what i'm trying to do you know.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. Now, uh, don't hold me accountable if it doesn't work out, but I, yeah. definitely, I definitely agree with you. So yeah. to, touring or getting on, you know, because they say even Jesus wasn't a hit in his hometown. You got to yeah. get out and, and hit the road eventually. You got any plans for that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, uh, get some stuff out there. I'm, I don't know. Really, I'm, like, kind of just dedicated to New Jersey right now. And yeah. so... I plan on going to New York. Like I don't want to force myself into New York. I'm going to wait for New York to want me. No,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that cuz I think New York sucks to be honest with you. If you're not yeah. if you're not an established comedian, if you're not a a, a national name, mm-hmm. they're going to be pretty cold to you. New York is it sucks. Just, like, it, brutal. But it sucks. there are yeah, it other sucks trying places. to make it out there. Yeah, I think if yeah. uh, if you went the other direction, Philly or mm-hmm. uh, in you know, Poconos, Pennsylvania, there's lots of opportunities. Yeah uh for you to kind of establish yourself away from yeah the bright lights philly, of manhattan <laughs>
1: philly is popping right now we got a lot of good good yeah. people coming out of there right now
0: yeah uh yeah. so uh to get stage time and mic time mm-hmm. are you is comedy clubs or are you doing other kind of venues like because yeah it's very popular for people here now to produce their own mm. shows in any place. Yeah. Seeing guys do it in pizza places and, mm-hmm. uh, and bars and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that, are you doing that?
1: Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, tomorrow I'm doing a show in like a coffee shop at like in Rawway, New Jersey. So like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's like, there's no real comedy clubs that like, besides like you got like Scotty's and the stress factory. It was like, you know, it's hard to get up like at like the clubs and stuff, especially because like the Wednesday Scotty's mic is kind of like, Like hellish, sort of. You get there and there's like 30 people on the list. I don't know. So it's like... I don't know. In in New Jersey, it's like... I feel like comedy thrives in places that aren't the club scene. Yeah,
0: no. Well, because the economics of doing a comedy club is just really difficult because... Um, they most of them are only open Wednesday to uh, Saturday yeah. or something like that, and, and yeah, it's like, hard to run a business on that. Yeah, yeah, and they're
1: also like a part of another building all the time. Like they're always a part of a steakhouse too. Yeah. They're never—it's never just a comedy club, yeah. like just by itself anymore. It's always like, it's always like comedy club and Sally's Lobster Boil, you know? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Or or, um,
0: um, my friend Andy did one in a bar that was attached to a titty bar. It was a double business, but the titty bar was on the left. They just had like a wall dividing it, so you got strippers on a
1: stage Mm -hmm. to the left. Obviously, I'm not seeing comedy if there's strippers around, you know. (laughs) And and then, like, yeah, (laughs) it's like, um, what do you call? I'm trying to think of this one thing too. I don't know. Yeah, comedy clubs are just like weird now. Yeah.
0: so, so you mentioned Louis C.K. I want to kind of uh, get your take on this because this show is on Gov's uh, comedy podcast and Gov's mm-hmm. radio. And um, I, I look at their website all the time to see who's going to be playing there to help promote what's going on in the club. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of days ago, I was on, and uh, I knew who was playing there. And then this morning I went on, and Louis C.K., Is playing the brokerage in Belmore, which is part of Govs, but a very very Mm. small room, and just like announced yesterday Mm. or the day before. Yeah, Uh, obviously there's only like thirty or forty seats in the place, so it's sold out in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. But uh, a guy like that playing a room like that does surprise you or not?
1: Uh, No, it seems it seems like the move. That's like how you get. That's how I think that's how you get some of the probably the best bits, and that's probably how when you get like your best sets too, or like that's probably the best time to see them. Like, when it's like that really intimate setting yeah and stuff because like I don't know it doesn't matter how big you get I feel like all those like bigger dudes they even like like they want to go back to like when comedy was that you know
0: yeah no I, I I could definitely see that and and small is one thing but this place is like extremely small it's like mm-hmm. the size of the room that I'm in right now oh it's yeah really- no
1: I this this, this <laughs> is what reminded me of that now so, yeah so like I did a show once at Phoenix bar and it was like a gay It was like a gay bar and stuff. And they had like the side room dedicated to comedy. And it was like probably like the size of like a hallway and stuff. And they kept like the jukebox on like the entire time. So it was just like, you're trying to do comedy. Meanwhile, like fucking like Celine Dion and like j Well, were just like playing Blair and stuff. And you're getting heckled by like these great songs and great music. And nobody wants to like listen to you because like they just want to go out and dance and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's That was New York though. That's New York. That's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just weird, but uh, so yeah, that that it surprises me a little bit, just that the fact that the room is so small. I could see Louis yeah. going back to like you know Caroline's in the city, which is a mm-hmm. small, you know, there's lots of small rooms, but mm-hmm. out in suburbs to uh, and a late minute addition like that. Mm-hmm. Now they do. <coughs> They do frisk you for phones and recording devices mm-hmm. when you go in there. But uh, in an intimate room like that, given the state of comedy right now, uh, 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 would you be concerned
1: that, you
0: know, because we saw what happened to Chappelle in the Hollywood Bowl. That uh, like people, if I were to do like a small room? Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know. No, I feel like that's like, that'd be fun. Yeah. You know, and like, I, like, there's nothing to really worry about if the phones are all gone and stuff. I don't you know. know. I some Yeah, I kind of used to, before I got into comedy, I used to think that was kind of like lame that they would like do that. But now I completely understand it because like, you know, you don't want one of your bits taken out of context and something that's like half written that you don't even know. That's kind of like, it's kind of just a bad thought that you haven't made funny yet. And like right. someone's recording that and that's horrible. And so like, you know, you'd rather like wait for it to. So that's why I think those rooms are good for that. You probably yeah. like, I don't know. I wouldn't know that because like, I'm not like at that level but like, you know, maybe. Uh, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> No, I think no matter what level you're on, those rooms are good for developing your acting mm-hmm. and, and kind of working on material oh, yeah. without a doubt. Definitely. Now, um, with as far as content and material, uh, uh, do, you, yeah. do you say, uh, do you come across um, uh, a lot of sexual stuff, a lot of pol- uh, politi- not political, but current events and, and current climate of the culture we're in, and talk about. I don't know.
1: Anything uh, like I always try to steer clear of like current events and stuff because like those jokes they're always like like they're gone within like a couple of like weeks and stuff you can't use it anymore. And also like I don't know, it's hard to see like like you see like comics try to do cultural like event stuff and it never like I don't know, it's just not my thing, really. I'd rather so, just uh So, so what like, kind I, I of guess, things,
0: what kind of things do you uh subject matter?
1: Well yeah, like uh yeah, like weed and like sex stuff and like yeah, just being gross and my mom talking about like you know talk about my dead mom a lot oh know. yeah <laughs> yeah than the, yeah i don't mean to bring a downer on the pod bro <laughs> no no
0: you know what we've all we've all i don't think you can i mean the dead mom well i would just have, I had a picture of a woman who had her legs blown off at her oh she stepped
1: on yeah, a know stuff like I'm morbid stuff i don't know <laughs> yeah 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 I, I mean i guess it's like kind of like my to people to be down with like all this morbid and gross stuff that i'm just like no but like if you just think about it it's kind of funny though yeah she doesn't have her legs anymore like, yeah yeah mm.
0: and uh <laughs> you know and i was talking about because somebody was making jokes about amputees but look l- having your legs blown off by a mine is much worse than being an amputee. Oh, Again, yeah. you, you go and be an amputee, you go into the hospital, they drug the fuck out of you. You're like in another world. And when you wake up, you're on so many pain pills that you, by the time they wear off, you don't even realize that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get blown up by a mind. You wake up, you're like, what the hell is this? What uh, just happened here? It's yeah. the shock value would kill me
0: just the yeah. shock of it or you know and the
1: noise would fucking knock me out yeah um, right. oh, the noise of it oh no yeah yeah and your so, legs blown off and being like my ears yeah you mentioned weed a big part of your life yeah weed? i'd say so yeah, yeah. You, you can't tell yeah you
2: know
0: yeah it, it's been a big part of my life for 50 mm-hmm. years 50 years big big part of my life. even though there were breaks of uh i had one break of almost 10 years in there and wow. then another break of two or three years uh and didn't touch it at all and I, when i hadn't when i interviewed my first weed business guy a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh i said to him yeah i quit for 10 years but then at the end of that 10 years i asked myself why what the mm-hmm. fuck what was the r- reason i quit and i couldn't remember why i quit
2: yeah
0: <laughs> so, mm-hmm but uh day and day night you you're a wake and bake guy you like
1: uh no I didn't, I didn't have time to wake and bake uh uh the, today i had to I, I woke up and then i took that three-parter dump and then i then I logged on to here
0: yeah but a, like a normal day how long after you wake up would you take your first uh, oh,
1: it depends like when i if i have a uh, work or not usually like if i have work i gotta wait till like my break usually to like have that first blunt of the day yeah but no usually like on weekends and stuff, like I always wait for my girlfriend to wake up at like two or three o'clock and then we smoke our blunt. I usually wake up at like around like eleven or like twelve or so like and so it takes me like an hour or two. To like you smoke that a, first a, a
0: smoke a pipe guy or joints uh,
1: no I roll like blunts like all the time. like I used like...
0: to be a joint guy my whole life,
1: mm-hmm. but um when they legal now is it legal in Jersey? Yeah, it's legal now. it just yeah. they just made it legal
0: yeah it's only been legal in in uh new york for uh, i think a year and a half or so Mm -hmm. but now i go to the dispensary and uh even if you get bud it's not like it's not like rolling it's really dried out bud and it's Mm -hmm. not conducive to rolling so i've been a pipe guy for the last couple Mm -hmm. of years it's a different a whole different experience being a pipe guy and i never was and i don't like it i definitely would prefer to roll joints
1: yeah I feel like you kind of, I feel like you loop around. Like you start off as a kid and then you like are only smoking bowls and pipes and like stuff like that. And then as you get older, like you go through like joints and once yeah. and then you circle back around to just like, Oh well, you know, and just smoke a pipe. Like, I know. never
0: got the, the blunt with the tobacco stuff. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I was never a tobacco smoker. But even if you are, I think you. It's like you're ruining both experiences. You're ruining the weed experience and the, the cigarette experience. By oh no, to combine them. I
1: don't know. I think that's the best. That's the best way to smoke weed, in my opinion. I don't really? Know. Like, yeah. Why? I don't what? Know. Do you, what's what's different? It's just heavy. I don't know. It makes it feel heavier. And, like, that's what I – I don't know. It's, like, hard to describe it. Like, it's just – what's not, it's not the love about a good blunt, you know, the ritual of it, too? Like, wow. it's just all fun. I don't know. I also, like, love the Wu-Tang Clan, too. It's, so, like, I love, like, just, like, about right. Method Man and, like, smoking what? blunts and stuff. Like, all the 90s hip-hop, like, just, like, I love smoking blunts, just, like, kicking back, pretending I'm one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah um, oh. What about edibles?
0: You're an edible guy or not?
1: edibles never really work on me like no matter how high good they are like i'll just like keep eating them and then it never works
0: i said that i said and uh, i i had that experience for two years people were giving me edibles and i said, I said they never work and then i had big t tom farrell who was a host of thc tv i had him on and i said that mm-hmm. to him and he said oh you're getting a care package and i yeah. was like okay yeah, and I he sent it. me some edibles and they worked and uh 10 10 milligram gummies and they were working and i was like wow this is nice but he also sent me this power mm-hmm. power crunch bar or something like uh, power oh or the punch
1: oh the punch, punch bars, bar yeah punch bars, yeah those are the ones that worked on me too yeah those, it's those, 225 milligrams yeah, i ate
0: the whole thing and then i was like i was retarded
1: for a, a week yeah, those shits <laughs> will wreck you dude then they, they they got rid of like the uh they, they had to like you can only find like 225 milligram ones in like places where, like. It's kind of sketchy because now, like all these laws and stuff, yeah. like, they're trying to take like the medicine away from us. So they keep like they have like a hundred milligram ones now. Right? But, yeah, I remember the original formula punch bars. Give me one second. Let me just blow my nose because I'm like got post nasal drip so badly right now, and I want these listeners to just hear like Not- the whole time. You know, <laughs> right back. Not one a second. problem.
0: I'm gonna bring in Kiera who's at, with the happy minute right now. Anyway, so uh let me find her music and. paying attention until you heard the music were you See? uh when chris gets back i will introduce you he went to blow his nose
2: <laughs>
3: chris meet kiera
0: it. kiera meet chris oh hello new friend
3: hello yeah.
0: Hi, how you
1: doing <laughs> how you doing i'm doing so,
0: well so what did you send me when during the break here uh, you sent me te- rust te- and te- bone oh that's the that's name of the, the movie, movie? Yes. Rust and bone.
3: Let me let me read you the description. Hold on. Please do. Okay, wait, because now I have to sneeze. I don't know. He like. I watched him blow his nose, and now. Let's
1: all go blow our (laughs) nose. like musky bone. (laughs) I haven't showered.
3: Uh, (laughs) That's. All right, I haven't showered either yet. I, I haven't showered in
1: 1973. Musty bone is okay. well. i You know, that's what I don't know. I'm just trying to make a stupid joke. Sorry, guys, I'm tired still. <laughs>
3: it's all right. It's early. <laughs> um, all right, this is one of my favorite actors. I really don't know how to say his name, Matthias <laughs> Matthias Schoenartz. I'm sorry. And he's it's one German. of your fa-
0: favorite. I've never heard of him
3: it's a german last name and i just i'm so bad we all know with pronunciation but anyway this is rust and bone it came out in 2012 everyone should watch it uh i'll just give the description quick ali a former boxer and single father meets stephanie when he saves her from a brawl at the nightclub where he works as a bouncer their casual acquaintance develops into something much more after stephanie who trains killer whales at a marine park it's killer whales not a shark suffers a horrible accident and loses both her legs above the knee as Stephanie draws on Ollie's physical strength and unexpected courtship slowly comes to life. But he's really hard on her. It's not just, you know, he, he whips her yeah. into shape and tells her to get over herself and mm. so it's it's a cool movie. It's not just one of those ah. yeah cool on what level like
0: you pre- you appreciated the abuse you like him be- being. It wasn't he,
3: no she was abusing herself she was getting down on herself and he wouldn't tolerate that
1: uh, he wasn't so title. pity her the in title rust and bone refers to the taste of blood when upon a blow to the face lips are crushed against the teeth isn't that something guys imdb oh, that's-
3: wow that's- wow yeah. Very i just thought rusty cool. like prosthetics were rusty or something and she, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, she. I guess she was. She was. A, I don't. Was she a fighter? I can't remember the movie. I have to watch it again.
2: Mm-hmm. But wow,
3: pretty cool.
0: Be yeah. happy. It's I like that. Mug. Be, happy, be mug. That's happy. happy. That's a big mug you got there. Mm-hmm.
3: It's bigger than my head. Look at this.
0: <laughs> he, he's drinking water. I'm drinking Koa coffee. In mm. and the oh, Andy oh, oh. Tell Andy and suicide coffee. fund, uh, mm-hmm. cancer fund, suicide fund. I said yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Hey.
1: This is the suicide so, fun. <laughs> then just so, laughing it.
0: <laughs> so uh Chris is a 23-year-old comedian, uh former I'm gonna call him former musician right now. a yeah. uh, band guy who decided to uh get into comedy about a year ago huh. in New Jersey and put his uh put a lot of focus in it and working hard at it. So mm-hmm. uh, Okay. Good. Yeah. Keep working.
3: Uh, uh, thank
1: you. I'll...
0: <laughs> and, and he doesn't have a backup plan, which I my, my take on that is if that's the right way to go. What's yeah. your opinion? Of, you 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 agree?
3: Yeah, I uh, I I had a backup plan, and I never fully and you fell on your perceived. backup plan. Yeah, uh, just just do it. I know so many people. Um, one drummer I I know he just played drums every day all day. I think he was in LA. I don't know for like yeah. ten years. He never stopped, and finally, he got in. So he just—I mean, it took him ten years, but he, yeah. you know, I don't want to. So, are you
0: prepared, you Chris, for the for the long haul of um, really being economically poor, broke? Era. Yeah.
1: No, I've been I've been economically poor, broke, and like starving like for twenty three years of my life. Like you know. Yeah, it's but like twenty three. years. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing yeah. New. <laughs> But you're when like you turn
0: thirty, it's a it's a hold. You look back, and I know it's only seven years down the road, yeah. but you look back, and all your friends have houses now. They're all, uh, you know, well people you knew have houses and nice cars and families and yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, and know. here you are still l- looking for yeah. gas money to get to your gig. At
2: don't that's, discourage me. No, that's not, I'm not. No, that's,
1: <laughs> no, that's but like I love things like that. I love kind of being like the outlier and and stuff like that. Like I don't know. At I least just, you like,
3: love it. Yeah, I, I, love, I always hated
1: it. I know I love but... that lifestyle of just being kind of bummy and gross, and like that's just my life. I look, like, I don't know. And also, it's like easy to not want to do music when like everybody who does music is really like an egomaniac, you know? Mm, it's fun,
4: that's you know? true. That's true. <laughs> you think I'm an egomaniac? Oh no, no, no!
1: You're cool because you no, you're cool because you don't play metal music. And metal musicians are like a special type of breed of like horrible person. Like it's just like. I you know should what?
3: listen to my brother. Um, he actually his band made it to Pandora. Uh, oh, what the what hell band? are they called? Oh my gosh. T- see, always on the spot. I can't I can't think of it right <laughs> no, now. He's cause, uh, cause cause a, you like have heavy metal. You're know. A, got, a
0: profoundly forgetful person, as we talked about on my late uh, my evening show last night. You got <laughs> signs of forgetfulness, which I think music. I can call it out mom out.
3: brain. Okay. Yeah. And everyone knocks but me you're way I, too I mean, like- young
0: to be having that I mean at my age see my uh when we talk about Alzheimer's and people like at my age just not being able to remember things and struggling for words and stuff I <laughs> I, I attribute that to having so much information in there that the file cabinet is full so if I have a moment where I can't remember <laughs> something it's because <laughs> my brain is just too full of stuff I gotta
3: are you calling me you're calling me intelligent because uh, so, I'm trying to uh, Wait, but let me. I forgot what I was gonna say. No, it really. See? Right <laughs> now. Oh, I know. I know. Um, I can remember things like they were yesterday. Um, from my childhood, and I think it associates with trauma. Um, where I have this Uh-oh. really like mm-hmm. in-depth memory of right. most of my childhood. But well,
0: this, um, this isn't therapy, oh, girl. Go 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 to yeah.
1: therapist. But, this is not the term, place. It. Short term.
3: <laughs> I I don't know what his band is called. Oh my god. No, it's like I, it's 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 weird cuz
1: like with trauma I don't really and like, know him. with so trauma I not I... remember. It's yeah. like yeah. a trauma and remembering your childhood. It's like, you know, I feel like that usually makes you not remember your childhood at all. Like I like there's so many there's so many bits of my childhood where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe something happened there. Or like <laughs> of, I don't know, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I, had like I did, a... I'm curious about this because you you talk about some stuff that was Obviously, you went through some stuff there. You talk about your dead mom. Yeah. When you're you're talking about life events for you, how Mm -hmm. much of it do you keep... Because this is a question that I'm struggling with right now. It's how much do you keep true and actually uh accurate to the fact of how much license do you give yourself to add uh, you know things that not necessarily were part of the story but they make it funny to add that in do you do any of that i don't know
1: it's like hard because like my life is kind of like it feels like it's written by by god himself to like have these weird like darkly comedic moments in it where it's like yeah of course like i don't know there's not like too much comedic license i feel like the only time like there's like i'll have like a thought of something where it wouldn't be funny if this happened and then i'll just tell it like as if it did happen. You know what I mean? That's right. about like as much as comedic license that I take a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, like, I'll be like buying weed for my weed. Dad. I'll look across like the house next door. There's like a open window and I'm like, what if I just saw some dude like fucking his girlfriend like up against the window there and you know, and like, and then like, it's funny. Like, those, and when you try to tell that bit by just like being like, wouldn't it be cool if that happened? Like if people, think, people like look at you like you're weird and stuff. So like you kind of just have to be like, I was there and I experienced right. seeing that, and then like you, then you're not the weirdo in that, that anymore, you know. So, <laughs> like... That that's interesting,
0: yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I I get that. My problem is trying to tell stories that from from my life. I'm not sure where I've uh, my memory fails me, and if I'm getting it right, because yesterday I brought up a story, and Kiara uh, pointed out that it couldn't be right about a, a young girl who told me that she was born at Woodstock. Now I went back and did the research. I've been telling that story probably for 20 years which Woodstock was it yeah the original
1: Woodstock or like Woodstock 99 original Woodstock but but she was only
0: yeah I was telling (laughs) as if it was the original Woodstock but she uh, clearly too young the math didn't work out yeah maybe she was
3: in her 30s or 40s and told you she was 20. That's what I was thinking after we. No, no. Off.
1: or maybe it was yeah, or maybe it was like one of the, like the newer Woodstocks, like the ones with like Limp Bizkit and Green Day on it and stuff. Like I think <laughs> it was her.
0: I think she was telling me it was her mother who was born at Woodstock. Oh. I'm pretty sure that that's what the real story is, but I can't even be sure right now. That that's how foggy my memory is. So I'm telling this story as if I know it's uh, true, but I don't know it's true. Or maybe enough. you
3: just have man ears because when I talk to Matt. He just looks at me and nods like he's listening, and then mm-hmm. he'll ask me questions about what I just told him. Yeah, so maybe you just had, you know, that's a, That's the. Oh, let me. I girl. can't see. Hold on. Oh, she's. Cute. Oh, she looks like um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. She
1: Kay- does she a seems, little bit. She seems pretty chill, you know. Yeah, <laughs> really so cool.
0: she, That that <laughs> picture was taken in 2008, and she t- uh, she said she was 19 or 20
1: at the oh, time. Oh, so she could be catfishing us now, is what you're saying now? Like, uh, yeah. Is
3: it catfishing with age? Is it is it a different term, or is it always catfishing?
1: I don't know. Uh, maybe age I know. fishing. I'm just throw, I'm just throwing out terms out there, and right I'm getting more. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting comfortable now. I'm just like I'm getting I'm talking more now. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we like that. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> maybe I should put on my glasses next time. How about Mikey these? says look, it may be do I my look hearing like you? Be,
0: because <laughs> Mikey says no, no, no. it may be my hearing because I do hear uh, stuff wrong all the time because I'm partially deaf um Mm -hmm. uh, playing in loud bands for many many years it made me to the point where i don't hear things right where i've had women i've had a woman say does this dress make me look fat and i just went because i didn't didn't know what she was saying yeah no there's
1: sometimes when you just have to lie and like you just forget (laughs) that like maybe like honesty isn't the best policy you know like
0: <laughs> well, no, yes. I wasn't.
1: I wasn't being honest. I didn't hear what yeah. she said. Oh, my yeah, friend yeah. had to
0: say, "You know what she just asked you?" I was like, "No." She said, "She, did, she asked you if the dress made her look fat."
1: Oh man, that's horrible. When there's times and like you say, yeah, and then like there's just yeah, a silence head after head. you. There, you just there's just, like a silence after you say yeah, and then you're like, "What happened?" Like, oh right. no, like <laughs> you're like whatever you're done
3: Man ears. Man, man hearing.
0: It's time to cut off the folks at Gov's uh, Radio. Goodbye, Govs, for the this week. Um, and I hope you enjoy Louis C.K. over at the uh uh, brokerage uh Sunday night, and Tammy Pescatelli in the main room in Levittown tonight. Bye, Govs. Letting them go right Mm -hmm. now. They're gone. Say goodbye to Govs. Bye, Govs. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn is not. Let, let me get LinkedIn out of
1: here too. Removed I'm still
3: trying to think of my brother's band name. <laughs>
1: I'm, sorry um, to, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear him. Hopefully, if I have heard of it too, that'd be funny. it be funny if cal- a band. That, like I love. Like, <laughs> why don't you just call him and say what's your band? I name?
3: don't know him well. See, that's the thing. Like we. Think you don't know your brother well.
1: Bad,
3: yeah, no. that's. We think we have a. I have a bad memory, but I've really only known the guy. Maybe like two years out of my life.
1: No, um, no yeah, I can't talk about like knowing your siblings yeah. well either. I'm like the oldest sibling and I'm like, I'm like the older brother that's like always talked about. And then like I ne- I'm not around at all. Like I'm just like a legend, like a member. A like a, I'm <laughs> a shadow. War. Yeah, no, I'm like Bigfoot of my family. Like I'll show up and like I look like this and I'm just like, like coming up to the family <laughs> dinner. It's
4: like,
0: so, uh, it <laughs> um, when you are out performing, mm-hmm. um, working blue versus working clean obviously you're talking about weed and stuff and you're talking about uh, I, I only know a little bit about what you're talking about but mm-hmm. um are you cognizant of uh not just like overwhelming people with like uh profanity and stuff like that or
1: you do you just you just as <laughs> no, it comes up like, i don't try to like do it to people but like that's just kind of like my even like off stage It's like what happens a lot because i'm just kind of like an open book yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you like whatever and stuff. So like that's a thing too. Like I'll say things that like aren't necessarily funny. Like this is like another bad thing that happens too. Like you'll tell a story from your life and then it's like it's funny to you because you experienced it and like you have had time to process it and laugh about it now. But then you tell these like traumatic events to other people and they're like that's not funny. That's just sad and scary. I like, think I'd be so I'd be crying if that happened to me. And it's like, well, no, you can't cry because then you're not laughing, you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I like. I don't try to like be like as gross as. I mean, sometimes I try to be as gross as possible because like you just have a room and you're like, oh, this will be fun. Like you pick out like one person in the room and you're like, I want to see that person go like ew. Like I don't know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, um, a lot of a lot of successful entertainers have purposely been shockful early mm-hmm. in their career. Try to make things as as cutting edge or edgy i don't know if that's a, yeah. a word anymore but as you get older you kind of get more not cerebral, i don't know more um more just straight ahead of you know life uh issues without yeah. having to be shocking so but yeah, well, it could be yeah. a good
1: boost yeah it's you. like experience you know it's like as you get older you get more experience you kind of don't have to talk about like you know like fucking and sucking dick and stuff like that you can just like <laughs> You can, you can talk about like real life stuff, like things that like bother you, I don't know, you know, <laughs> the yeah. things that bother me in life are like sucking dick, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That, I, yeah, I don't have like, I'm just like 23 and stuff. I don't have like that big of like a worldview outside of like, you know, my own. And I know that, and, you know, <laughs> but it'll come <laughs> at a certain point, you know. It, yeah So you
3: graduate, you graduate from, from. Oral pleasure to nothingness sure. as you get older. You,
1: yeah, you know you can you you know. find pleasure. Yeah, you find pleasure in nothingness. Then, like after. Okay, so you, you just know. all
3: right. I could. Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: So. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I'm what I'm saying right now, guys. I don't know what I'm saying right <laughs> now. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> being crazy, you guys. I haven't had any coffee yet or anything. I'm just. This is the first. i Haven't had a cup of coffee. coffee. No, cold dude. Coffee. Oh man,
3: it's delicious.
1: Hell Let me yeah. tell you something, Chris. When, when yes. you
0: do when you do go to get your coffee, don't go with your regular chock full of nuts Maxwell House Folgers. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's only one brand of coffee you should be uh, mm-hmm. going for, and that's Koa Coffee. It's it's hand picked right. on the uh, slope to the Mauna Loa volcano in Hawaii mm-hmm. and delivered directly to your door. It's the best coffee in the world. It's called Koa Coffee. Check it out. Links in Oh yeah
1: Dude, that's a good dude. I gotta. I respect that. I'm bad at plugs. I'm so bad at plugs. All my yeah. shit. Like, but you guys are on point. I love that. Well, you what's know, Aloha.
0: Do you have any upcoming shows you want to plug? I got your uh,
1: Facebook going across
0: the bottom here mm-hmm. in case people want to yeah. follow you on Facebook.
1: Yeah, Facebook and I'm a uh, Fat Man Danish on Instagram, all one word. Let me see what dates I have. Fat
0: Danish. Danish.
1: Fat Man Danish. You know, I, it was a, it was a name I made up when I was twelve, and it just stuck forever. It's like never changing now. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Yeah. Oh, Let's see. I found Tomorrow- out the
3: name. Sorry. Oh.
1: <laughs> Keep going.
3: Go. What right. dates? Uh,
1: Oh, well, we got uh, May 14th uh, at Milo Cafe in Raw. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. And then uh, every Sunday, if you're in the New Jersey Montclair area, I do a mic, an open mic at the Meat Locker in Montclair at 8 Park Street. So you guys can come to that every Sunday. June 2nd, we're doing a show there with Nate Marshall of the Panties in the Mouth podcast. He was just on Barstool Sports as well. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. You also, Greg and Rob we got on that show. They're Staten Island legends, you know. Right. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. Yeah, you that's, mentioned that's
0: podcast. It. Now, do you uh, meat lettuce podcast is what's listed on your? Uh, oh yeah. Do you do you doing a podcast of your own? And is it called Meat
1: Lettuce Podcast? Meat Lettuce Podcast. Yeah, that was like a that was like when I first started like doing comedy. Meat I was like lettuce. me, me and two of my friends. <laughs> yeah, it means that uh, it means uh like you know. <laughs> Like you know, like when a like girls like a flappy vagina and stuff. Like it's like the meat, right. the meat lettuce. Yeah, see, The meat lettuce. knows. Yeah, see. Uh, I yeah. thought it was
3: roast beef. I thought. Well, they, I, yeah. Every, they roast changed beef.
1: it. Well, no, I changed it. I'm trying to I'm trying to make this a new slang term. It's I not think sticking. meat lettuce
3: is a little more dainty. I would
1: prefer right? that over roast I, beef. Right. Yeah the only person i think i've mentioned to. that's like I prefer I'm, lettuce. I'm so on hip
0: but usually she's like sweet and innocent and doesn't know any of these references yeah. today she's dude I'm, dude I'm surprised t- you came up with the roast beef
3: what was the reference that that you had said that that i didn't know you should tell it to him maybe he doesn't know it either i don't
1: remember oh. what it was uh oh, i see i
3: don't remember either oh
1: wait what's your what's your brother's band's name
3: oh what perpetual suffering
1: oh i know that band <laughs> Perpetual suffering. Do you really? Yeah, no, perpetual suffering. Yeah. That's
3: my brother. He's a, heard... singer. Uh, a singer. that's sick.
1: Hell yeah. Wow. I think I'm pretty, su- I'm pretty sure I have had friends that have been on a show with him recently. Yeah, really? perpetual suffering is my life story. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. It's a you, very brother, scary amen. sounding
3: band. I yeah. gotta
1: tell you, I feel
0: really stupid because I earlier in the program I said meat lettuce. I wonder what that what that's
1: all about. And, <laughs> and I, now I you was, know it's Yeah, both. but yeah.
0: I exposed myself as being a real
1: addict. No, touch. it's no, it's fine because it's like it's really a slang term that I made up for my own stupid brain. Meat lettuce, like I don't know, it's just funny and sticks. Yeah, but yeah but... my my the highlight of like my life was getting like. <laughs> some uh, bringer like host to like announce that to like a room of like a hundred people being like any host the meat lettuce podcast. <laughs> and I uh, was like, they're like Chris out everybody. I'm just like, thank you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's the main reason why it's called that. So I can have people be confused when they talk about it. It's funny. But, yeah. I haven't done, I haven't done an episode of that in like a year or so. Probably now I want to get back to it though. It's just hard. Cause the two guys that I do it with are both ones in Philly, ones in New York. Yeah. So like, and I'm in New Jersey, so we're all in three different states, have like three totally different lives, pretty much. But you yeah. talk
3: about meat lettuce only, or you or you no, talk about no, other things?
1: No, it's just a comedy podcast. We just talk we talk about you oh. know, like we talk about a wide array of stuff like cum and like racism and casey anthony and stuff like that, you know?
3: Yeah. Okay, no, okay.
1: I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to no, I'm not trying to make any easy right now, guys. I'm just I'm just trying to make laughs, you know. That's all I'm trying to <laughs> make
0: laughs. Well uh Good motto. With with regard to content and what is there anything that like is Awful. and I, I'm I think yeah I think you're gonna probably tell me no that like any subject matter that is uh, off limits
1: to comedy. I don't know. It's like me and my girlfriend talk about this a lot and stuff. I don't know. It's like my I like I obviously I don't ever want people to be upset by like what I say and stuff, but it will happen, mm. and you just kind of have to be prepared for that as a comedian and stuff. But I don't know. I think it's uh. <clears throat> I don't really like the culture of it being like if everybody's having a good time when one person like doesn't like it, it kind of has to put a halt. It ruins the whole thing and stuff, which is like, I don't know. I don't really get like, I don't know. That doesn't seem very fair to me, but I do understand. I want people like to feel like they're valid and everything and stuff. Yeah. I, I was just watching something on this where it's like, I don't know. I'm not an expert on anything I talk about. I know that my job is to make people laugh. Right. and I feel like if, if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't see that for me, then it's on them.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. like if you if you want
1: to if you want to take what I say and take it personally, that's on you. Like I'm not trying to do that to you, but also like, also if you do feel that way, I'm willing to listen why you feel that way to hopefully maybe get you in the right direction as to why. Like I'm not, I don't want to hurt anybody. I I really like the reason why I talk about the things that might have offended you is because I'm trying to show you how absurd it is to like you know. Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's me trying. That's me trying to be like. That's right. That's my me trying to put in my like my comedy as art hat, you know. Yeah, like right
0: no, I, I I appreciate wow. that, and I, I think a lot of what cancel culture is, mm-hmm. and I've said this before, I think it starts with comedians rather than the audience more more often than mm-hmm. not. So you'll mm-hmm. see some somebody who's a fellow comedian criticizing your act, whether they don't yeah, whether it's uh, jealousy. I, I or, hate when that happens. It's always yeah. like, I don't
1: know. It's, I feel like it's people who people who criticize other comics on like their act and stuff are people who like kind of don't know what to do for themselves and stuff. And so when they see somebody kind of comfortable doing something that's working, they don't like that. And so they kind of have an issue with it. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to talk. Like, I don't know. I have a lot of real life examples of people, but I'm not trying to like name drop names and stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. No, but I know from, from, 45 years in music, that there's a lot of backstabbing, a lot of jealousy, a lot yeah. of, you know. Oh, yeah. Sad. No, there's
1: so much, so much politics in it. That's just like, it makes it annoying. Matt's,
3: Matt's so jealous of me, right? Mm-hmm. Every Every day before the show, he lets me know.
1: Yeah. He's I'm like, I'm jealous. Hmm. He's like, I wish I could be a woman. And then <laughs> you guys like, talk about, <laughs> well, he just opens it's up. All to all right.
3: you. I'm jealous of Matt. We're both jealous of each other. There's this, just, you know.
1: Just don't talk about and... my bald head
0: because that's sexual harassment. And I'll yeah. Sue I, I say you. you.
1: I thought uh when I before when you messaged me on Instagram, I thought like the whole glasses and the nose and the beard. I thought that was like one of those like things that you wore. <laughs> hey, but the I, groucho like, mask. Yeah. I thought it was a groucho <laughs> mask. And then like now, na- and then when I logged on, I was like, oh wait, no, this is what this dude actually looks like. <laughs> he, <that's> exactly. <laughs> oh wow, that he actually looks like a groucho mask. Wow. <laughs> which is is How kind do of I great. not laugh at him? No, no, it's great. For co- no, that's great for comedy, though. Like, that's awesome. Like, honestly, it's such an iconic. Unfortunately, movie. I'm not like, doing comedy. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm interview comedians. No, but you got you have a this is a good you have a good look though. You know what I mean? It's very iconic. It is a nice like, look. Iconic look, like you know, I, I always yeah. wear like the same green like hat all the time. I, I yeah. don't. I'm not wearing it now to like make sure I got my trademark on. You know, but yeah, it's like I feel like that's another thing with comedy too. It's kind of you gotta kind of have to like make yourself like almost like a cartoon character. Well, my
0: my new profile pic from newprofilepic.com have see you it. seen it? See it oh yeah. okay. oh wait i got oh, i can't, can't. See it. no i have to do it as an overlay oh, okay. hold on i can do this hide hide this take the gov stuff out give me just give me one second with
3: this ah. my my friends my friend uh she said that she thinks that app is a scam or something and she heard that people's bank accounts are being hacked so but well, yeah.
0: they don't ask you for any of that stuff they don't even ask you for your name or know. anything
3: I don't oh, know. Do new, I know. Oh, the new
1: oh, one of those weird like Russian sites that like tells yeah. you which friends character you Some, are. Like, somebody said on. it was a
0: Russian site, but again, they didn't ask. They didn't even ask for my name or email or any
1: of that stuff. Because so they already I, they already got that yeah. stuff from your Facebook. <laughs> they don't need to ask you for it. They already know it. Like, ah. uh, oh maybe. no,
3: Matt. That's it.
1: I think you might be getting. It me.
0: could be. I'm I'm looking for it, but I don't I don't see a poster. Maybe I saved it in the wrong. Oh, uh, one. It's
1: one. I there thought you go.
3: someone drew me. I thought that you had an artist from Fiverr draw me. No,
0: no. There you go. Wow, wow. look at that.
3: That's that, actually you... a really good picture. That, that yeah, that yeah. doesn't
0: look like Groucho
1: there. It looks more like uh, Jesse that Ventura. Like, that looks like that looks like Bronson, that dude who like.
3: Oh yeah. That,
1: that 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 like yeah, that's what you look like. You look like a guy <laughs> who was like the, the, the most badass like fighter yeah. in the world. That's I, I, I look, You're not like Groucho I, Marks. You're I look like Marx. I look like I
0: want to fight. Definitely, he wants to fight you,
1: dude. You look like yeah. yeah, dude. You look exactly like that one, like <laughs> yeah. the most dangerous man in the world, bro. Like that's <laughs> awesome. That's a yeah. sick look. Wow. I wish I looked like that. Wow. Yeah,
0: I've I've had many looks over my my, my life, uh, chameleon of, of things. But that's what I kind of when you talked about your Instagram name, I, branding is important. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's what, that's what so I mean. Yeah, you got to have branding so, so you can yeah. like
1: yeah yeah it's like you want to dress like that's why i dress in like different like i don't know i have like four like comedy outfits that i have and it's like Mm. you know what i mean i feel like you kind of want to have like simple Mm. like little looks that make you very like standoutish ish so it's like oh you know that comedian like the green hat like all the time right uh, the comedian with the mustache and stuff like that that's why people i don't know i think it's
0: important to have uh, something that people recognize you know it's too many comedians go for the really Low hanging fruit as far as, mm-hmm. like, are uh, you like the blue collar get her done and uh, yeah. you might be a redneck and all that kind yeah. of stuff? Uh, those catchphrases, but it's something that establishes your brand so people immediately mm-hmm. recognize the brand of comedy that you're bringing, uh, or
1: music, whatever it is. Oh man, uh, I wish I could be a catchphrase comic so badly, like that's yeah. like a, that's a lost art form now. You've seen like Hamburger <laughs> Jones and stuff like that, and like. <laughs> hamburger bro it's like this guy uh, i don't know it's so funny all those dudes are like catchphrase comics it's so funny it's like all like like middle-aged black dudes who are like you want to know why i say hamburger instead of cursing and it's like it's like they always just like i don't know it's just so fun it's such a funny fucking world dude you just got to go on a rabbit hole one day and just find like all yeah the you, you just comics, said the, the phrase middle age what does middle age mean to you oh. <laughs> i don't i don't know like is i i isn't like it actually like I have no clue. I've only heard I've heard middle age that term since I was like a kid and I have never understood like where that line like what the actual age of middle We've age is. We've argued
0: about it on this week on this program because uh, Hillary Duff did a uh a oh. nude layout in some <laughs> Woman's magazine. And I said, I remember when she was a kid, and now she's a middle aged woman. And then uh, she turns out she's 34,
1: which oh, is not okay. quite I mean, middle aged. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I was going to say, like, I feel like the earliest that you can be middle aged would probably be like maybe like 35, like late 30s. 30, 35. Like, like the late, yeah. But
0: I think it's, uh, we, we nailed it down to 41 because yeah. women's life expense, expectancy is 82. So okay. half of that middle <laughs> would be 41. But yeah, oh, yeah, I kind of agreed. 35 is middle age. Now I have.
3: I don't like that. I don't like 35 being middle age.
0: Of course you don't because you're getting close.
3: No, <laughs> man. I don't want... No, we're not going to settle. I'm not settling for that. Oh. I told you someone <laughs> well, called me ma'am. Someone called me ma'am. Oh, you don't ma'am. like
1: ma'am? Oh, man. It was the I, first
3: time I was ever called ma'am.
1: Would you prefer I'd miss? Almost, hey, hey, yes. miss.
3: <laughs> yes. It's really? better than ma'am. Ma'am.
1: Ma'am. ma'am. Please calm down. Yeah, young ma'am. lady?
0: If I call you young lady oh young That's lady... Better. Yeah, that's, that's a little that better. Just feels like I'm. Uh... Oh
3: but no, no, here... ma'am and lady. That's another yeah. thing that was called hey, ma'am, lady. and then it was called lady. Lady, hey, um, ladies.
0: But now officially, you're a senior citizen at 55. So yeah. ha- 55 is senior citizen. Middle age has to be at least mm-hmm. 20 years younger than that. No. Yeah. You're like 50... a senior citizen at 55. Who An said old that? Person. Uh, AARP, Amac, yeah, all, a of bunch your, all, all the uh, all the places that like, my people. grandma's lived at. Yeah. yeah, all the people that make wow. money off the senior citizens. When you get your oh. senior discount for insurance or whatever at fifty-five, so I've been a senior citizen mm. for a long, 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 long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah
3: congratulations wow I,
0: I don't love that title of being a senior citizen but i have to admit there are
1: perks that go get- yeah, yeah you don't exude senior citizen energy i must say you, you exude middle-aged energy <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: thank you i i think the, i think the mustache keeps me young yeah let me tell you <laughs> yeah. yes. Wow. mustaches are the key to, yeah. key to success in this field you yeah. know
0: According to uh, Alexa, Mikey says, according to Alexa, middle age is between forty-five and sixty-five. No, that's, that's
3: very broad, Mike. That's yeah. yeah,
0: Alexa. Like, come on, all sixty-five is not middle age at all. Most sixty-five-year-olds, because uh, this is my peer group, I know these people. Most of them are beaten up all the when they come to our gigs they sit in chairs uh, uh, that and don't ever get out of their chair they're like this mm-hmm. they don't dance oh, they don't, dude. oh dude
1: i was doing a show once there was like <laughs> so there's like a comedian who was like really bad and his like he he would get like he would be at mike's for like a couple months and then get banned again because he like would always just say the n-word like <laughs> so hard like there was one time where he you know he's uh, you know it was like tig tig tiggity tigger that's how he said it like you know and it was like so bad and so i didn't see him for like months and then i did this show that had like an open mic like, afterwards and he was there and then his grandparents were in the audience and i didn't know that his grandparents were there so i got during the show i was like trying to crowd work them and like the like the grandma was so scary and haunted dude like she just like, kept looking at me like like, well, I was, like, trying to be, like, yeah, so, uh, uh like, you know, like, like, and then just not into it, and so they just sat through the whole show to see their shitty grandson do his, like, shitty jokes about, like, the Pony Express and stuff that I, like, don't understand and everything, but, you know, that's just comedy. That's the grind. That's what you got to go through, you know?
0: <laughs> I can't imagine bringing a grandparents to a show. I no, mean, dude, I, I was embarrassed when I was in my 20s and my parents <laughs> showed up to a gig it was embarrassing at that point. My parents, you know, they they were goofy old people, but I can ne- never imagine my grandparents being there. I think I probably would have killed myself. I think I probably. Dude,
1: my would've. dad, like, it, it hurts to me that like my dad is like seeing my comedy and stuff because I don't know. I talk about all my escapades that I've had in comedy, and I have some stuff that he definitely would not align with at all. And it's insane that he like still calls me his son after the things that I've heard that he's heard me <laughs> say. Cause like he's had times where he's like where he's like son you can date like whatever woman you want but if i ever find out you're gay i'm killing myself and i was like oh i'm like oh, okay cool dad like yeah no but then and wow then, you know, and then and then you know i get booked on like yas fest which is like the queer comedy festival of new york and then i'm just like up there being like yeah so like sometimes when i do cocaine i want to fuck black guys and then like, <laughs> and then my, da- my dad's just like no that's two things i hate at once fuck and, like, <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's a mark of a good comedian. I, I, I'm, right. I'm glad to hear you doing that because
1: I think you have to be willing to uh, give your father a heart attack to be a good comedian. Yeah, you, yeah right. <laughs> you got to be willing to have your family be like, like if your family's not like, hey, why don't you, wh- like, you tell jokes like that? Like, why can't you do nice stuff? Like, yeah, I feel like you're not doing <laughs> it right. Like, you got to be like, you have to be upsetting your family. Somebody said on stage. Twitter
0: the other day that the mark what makes you a good comedian is uh having your family not want to uh speak to you ever again. And I said mm. by that by that measure, mm. everything I've ever done in my entire life it, made me a good comedian <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm. my my family
1: has never wanted to talk to me or. Speak I to must you. be
3: the the queen yeah. of comedians then. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: dude. Let me yeah. tell you, my I like, yeah no, my family is very. I haven't talked to like a half of them in like forever, dude. Do you guys have like cousins that you like know that are in your family, but you don't like oh, yeah. know them? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there's so many times when like she's have- got brothers and sisters, she doesn't know yeah, them. <laughs> that's crazy. How big how big is your family?
3: <laughs> uh, it's not I mean it's it's quite large. Um, but
1: is there like generational uh, gaps? Is that why you guys don't talk and stuff? Like are you are they like so much older or like so much younger than you? They are
3: so much older. Um they hate me for being born.
1: So, oh, okay, uh, yeah, that'll, from that'll a do different, it.
3: different marriage. So, they don't like me because uh, I, you know, stole oh. their father away.
1: Oh, yeah, so. no, I don't, yeah, no, <laughs> if my brother ever see, like, I have like a little brother who, like, I kind of have that thing against no, but like, I feel like, no, they shouldn't be hating on you. No, I don't hate him, like, super you hate hard. Him? It's just like, no, I don't you hate, hate him. him for it's being just, born? No, well, not really, but I will get <laughs> into it. No, it's like, I don't hate him for being born. It's just that, like, you know, we would have a lot more money and my mom would still probably be here if he wasn't. In- a lot, but, you know, that's not something, but you know, I love him though. You know, you can't ever deny that. Like I do love him. I know I'm never going to hate him. I'm never going to, I'm never going to wish that he wasn't here. Like I love him Aww. all the time. But yeah, you know, those are just the things like, you know, you just have to be, I feel like it's like more mature to like, think like that rather than just like kind of push those feelings down and just deny that you ever feel that way. And stuff, wow. yeah. be lying. You know, I can like, tell you, as
0: a little brother, uh, you just brought me back to a scar that I had when I was seven oh, years old. Because I heard yeah. my brother telling my mother
1: that he wished I was never born. Before. Oh no! I, oh no! I've never, I've never done that. That's evil. Like I've never, I've never actually. Like I'll just, I've, I like I just tell the things that people that aren't my family. Like I would never say any of that. To, like you know, but I'll say it like to broadcast it to a bunch of people. You know. Yeah, yeah. So then
3: he'll he'll casually hear it and then he'll know.
1: Yeah, See, he'll, I, no, he'll know. He'll know. No, it's just it's yeah, like yeah. No, my
3: whatever. what I like to do is I, I like to talk about people. The, if I could talk about it mm-hmm. to their face, then I say it.
1: Yeah, and no, so, no, but you know, also that way, like, if feel, they hear
3: it, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Well, of course, I wish you weren't born. Oh you no, know you
1: know, no, no, I feel it. Like, no, my brother's like no, my brother's hilarious though. He's like 12, and like it's so funny because like it's like it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny hearing like these kids these days, like what like they do and stuff. Cause it's so much different than us. Like I like I asked him. I was on the phone with him one day. And I was like, do you like smoke or like vape or do anything like that? Like drink at all? And he was like. But he's 12. Yeah, but I was 12 and doing that stuff, dude. Like, you know, it's just like how you do when you grow up. So it was Matt. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so you're like. And so he was like, well, you know, no. Like, I mean, these one kids, like I was in the bathroom once and these kids tried to make me hit their vape. And they said if Mm -hmm. I didn't do it, they would tell everybody that I said the N word. And I was just like, what are these kids doing nowadays? Like, what? We're doomed. (laughs) Like Blackmailing. I know, right? Blackmailing <laughs> with, like, with the weirdest thing ever. I never thought, like, you know, kids are, like, I, yeah, no, back in, like, the day and stuff, like, when I was like, a kid and stuff, you could just say crazy shit like that. Like, you yeah. could just be, like, because like, you didn't have anything. But now, the like, kids nowadays, like, they know They're that, that stuff is bad. They know that stuff is bad. It's, like, weird. Because, like, like, I'll overhear a conversation with the kids, too. They'll be, like, do you hear how, like, racist, like, the seventh and eighth graders are and stuff, oh, you know? And it's, gosh. like, and it's crazy that, like, they have, like, that brain to be like, oh, this is not right. We shouldn't think this. But it's like, I don't know.
3: At the same Maybe, time, though, I, I feel like yeah. it's making kids very annoying and whiny and soft. I think that, you know, kids should just be kids and yeah. run around no. like crazy and not be afraid of offending anybody in
1: yeah. no, seventh, yeah. eighth grade. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I feel like as that's like kind of a thing that you should like get into when you get older and stuff. But when you're like a yeah. kid and stuff, of course, you're going to be like a shithead and say
3: horrible of things to
1: people. Like that's why I, I don't said, like to
3: drive behind school buses because I'm oh. always afraid they're making fun of me and gonna move yeah. me. They the
1: are. They definitely are. Those <laughs> kids are mean. No, that's no, that's mean that's back. On the no, bus. that's back in the day. Kids, I feel like I feel like when you're on a school bus now, kids are all like they probably don't know who they're on the school bus with. They just like get on the bus and they're immediately like, like in their phones, just like yeah,
3: that's, true. Like that's probably, true. they
1: probably they probably don't even know that they're moving half the time. Like that's true. Yeah, that's
3: true. It is
1: yeah. so refreshing to me. As
0: an old person, old man, to hear a young man talking about the good old days,
1: (laughs) dude. dude, dude, Honestly, I think it's 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 crazy how like I'm 23, and like sometimes I have moments where I'm like, oh, like the day, the good old days, and like like, when
3: I was five.
1: Yeah, dude. When I was like, yeah, no, when I was like 12 and stuff, and like, like yeah, it was crazy. It's so much more different. 12 year olds than we have nowadays. They're so much more educated in. In, like social politics now yeah and stuff, which and, is and, which i guess is nice it has its benefits and it's like you know it, 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 everything like with everything you could say that with everything it has its benefits and it's nice to know that kids nowadays can like kind of have that capacity now to have that sort of those conversations and so that's nice but like but yeah, also it makes kids like not act like kids and it's weird it's well, weird
0: some it. kids when i was 11 right. and 12 years old who did not know anything about where babies came from they didn't know the mm-hmm. facts of life i mean at 11 and 12 years old not uh, not the majority but there were some kids who still needed education now kids at t- 11 and 12 know everything that's on Pornhub. Uh, oh. and yeah know. dude i see dude
1: there's like graffiti in the bathroom at my work and it's like these kids are kind of funny like with it like because they are like it's like a ch- i don't know how to describe it. it's like a chart on the stall it just says like one one column says ass the other one says tits <laughs> and it just has it has tally marks where it says ass and tit. so i can so i can only infer that they were all doing a poll as to who was an ass man and who was a tit man and then like right next to it who won i think tits won which is like ah. i don't know I'm, I'm i'm team i i was team i put a little check mark for myself on ass i was like i mean <laughs> his own place this. of
2: work and then uh
1: and but uh then like and then there was uh, but the funny part about it was was there was a it said personality next to it. And then it was just crossed out personality. <laughs> and I was like, these kids are so fucking funny. That is funny. And then in the, the urinal, right? And then in the urinal, right next to it, like you're like, you are taking a piss. And then you look over to the right and it just says written somewhere, just nice cock. And I'm like, <laughs> comedic geniuses that we are raising now.
3: See that, wow. those are the kids. Those are the kids. Those are that... the kids
1: that are keeping it alive. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep it
3: alive kids. But wait, so let me ask you, uh, oh, wait what also about, like, what about, um, middle-aged breasts that have been through, uh, breastfeeding okay. that no longer hold their per- perkiness? Is that still considered, like, would that be a tally mark?
1: Oh, yeah. No. For, <laughs> or for me, or for only sure. nice, silicone, no.
3: perfect. I mean, no, I'm just no, asking like some, for a friend.
1: No, I like some <laughs> good sloppy, sloppy knockers, you know, some, some fucking...
3: Like, Mike, if Mike's still hangers. listening, uh when he gives hand signals for which song is coming up next. So brown-eyed girl, he used to do brown-eyed, and then he would go like this. Now he Mm -hmm. looks at me and says brown-eyed, and then he throws the boob over the shoulder, like brown-eyed girl. And he refers to me. And the drummer knows what he means. I think he
0: refers to his own
1: tits. (laughs) You know, he does need it. A, a little support. What about what about you, Matt? Are you you an ass man or a tit man, I am not, not
0: a, an ass man. I he don't.
3: He does get... not like butts. Yeah. Like well,
1: be... I love butts. I <laughs>
0: love. I don't <laughs> get it because I don't know. Uh, I, I, uh, don't get me wrong. I can find a nice small butt that has you know some meat to it. Just kind of like perky butt. I can mm-hmm. find that attractive in the way she walks or, or all that stuff. But what I, what really, I don't get the younger generation's fascination with widening butts. With, Big, um, like,
1: unwieldy asses. Yeah. It's like, it's
0: like a trend It's like, in my day, that was n- not cool. Girls didn't want that. Now it seems I like, know, girls I love,
1: want dude, that. I kind of love, like, because me and my girlfriend will watch, like, old reality shows and stuff. And it's, like, and, you know, like, oh, it's, fun, it's so funny how like, you see, like, it was such a bad thing for, like, to have a big butt back in the day. Yeah. Like, this butt, But it's, like, luckily luckily we've all come around to it. Though. I was born is... in the
3: wrong time because uh, when I was in school, they always made fun of my butt. And then Damn. they told me I, I couldn't be a successful model unless I dropped some weight. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, all these curvy models came out. Mm-hmm. Curvier than me. Yeah. Look and, at that. And, and they, like... you know, like, the small weight, no waist, and then these huge hips. Yeah. Which, you know, is, like, is yeah, there's, almost like, unachievable. Yeah, no, with the,
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. With like, even with like the plus size modeling community and like curvy modeling community, it's like there's still like, I feel like they're like, even you still get still unrealistic body standards even then and stuff, even though yeah. it's supposed to be more like inclusive to everybody and stuff. It's still like you find like people that are of like the curvier thing, but like they're like conventionally Shaped. curvy. Well, yeah, they're conventional like, the attractiveness. Of that. Yeah.
3: Right. How about, how about, um, uh, middle age, cause we're calling me middle age now. Um, mm-hmm. saggy, um, like three kids body, and I could be in Target on the billboard, with my wrinkly stomach and Dude, like yeah. sag- saggy boob, like one big, one bigger than the other, and then you know like model, like a Hell bra. Yeah. Or
1: something. You feel well, your- <laughs> yeah, feel yourself. I mean, we need we yeah. need more, we need more, we need more, just like real ass milk. Like my favorite. Okay, like, I don't know. my favorite type and of porn stars. Like, are... you
3: know. But, yeah. Hey, no.
1: I'd be like
3: Real, realism <laughs> right there right
1: there. Yeah, you need more realism. Mhm. Yeah. Let me it. just
0: say for the record. I do not I'm don't consider you middle-aged. I think you got 10 years before I can I would even consider you middle-aged. I think mm-hmm. if if you had to wear a label right now and I'm not putting this on you. Oh great. But your helps. label would be MILF.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take that.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> but but I, when it comes to middle age or older women's boobs, I think I've always – it doesn't even matter if it's old or young or, or, or perky and saggy or anything. The Potato? Most, it, it, it's only exciting for a second. I don't it's know. Why, while you're waiting for the nipple to, to appear, that's the excitement part. Then once it's out, there's it's like actually, three, there's, three seconds in. There's a snap. Like, ah.
1: There's this comedian, uh, there's this uh New Jersey comedian his name is uh, Joe Palazzotti, I'll <laughs> shout him out. Started. And he has yeah. this like really he has this really good joke kind of like about that where it's like I'm probably going to butcher it but it's like so funny where it's like I don't know why like I spend money on OnlyFans cuz it's like it's like I know what's going to be behind that blur every time. It's like I'm right. not going to buy it and then I'm like oh my god, courtside tickets to the Lakers. Hell yeah. Like <laughs> it's always it's always a nipple. but yeah, right. Shout out to, shout out to Joe <laughs> Poe for that one. That was yeah. That's that's, it, that's one it, of my it favorite is jokes. True. Yeah.
2: It is. But, true. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just the young guy in me where it's like I don't know. Like I'm never not excited to see a teddy. Like if that's like in, if, that, <laughs> if, that's honestly, it, if that's in the wheelhouse, I'm like yes, dude. But you.
3: but at the same time, women are not really excited to see. You know the opposite end. Like it, I feel like there's always men trying to flash their junk and and girls are like ah come on you know.
1: Well well yeah no it's like every time I'm like in a park and I try to do it, every girl's just like oh come <laughs> on you really this is the time you're gonna do this yeah no in the no, park I feel you. Let me just tell you, yeah. if I
0: flash my junk at you, you'd be uh, you'd be writing uh, to everybody you know, and you'd be asking for my autograph. And uh, yeah, but uh, yes, why yes, I don't do it here. If people,
3: except uh, Matt, yes, yes, true. This
1: is why my uh, my fans is it only fans or fans only only fans only fans <laughs> fans <laughs> only fans only is the uh, is the scam site that like people will like take girls profiles of and then like put it in and then like oh. fans oh. only. I've been duped Good by to fans know. only before where you like you put in your credit card information and then it just like <laughs> wrong credit card and then it's like and then you put it in three times and then you have like three fifty dollar charges. Wow. wow. And you're wow. like fuck no the wow. horniness. There's a special type of horniness where it's like you will put yourself in debt. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Sometimes I'm I'm proud not to be a man.
1: Oh just yeah. Ruled,
3: dude. ruled by that. You guys you really are ruled by that drive i mean I think you females, know just... they're not as driven I, I i feel like i could be a plant if i wanted to no yeah like my girl like, i
1: don't, i feel like guys like like having sex more but girls i feel like they like just like jerking off more you know what i mean like just like flicking their bean and stuff like that like
3: <laughs> oh my God.
1: i guess like uh, i don't know because like, like that's what my girlfriend's now. like my girlfriend like she prefers like, to...
3: plants i like um gardening and I, I think i'm past all that i think i like oh, okay. books and walks and um actual conversations no i'm just
1: no i'm just talking with you i love long
0: walks on the beach and sunsets
1: it's like it's like what do you think i am fucking gay i'm not (laughs) all right Right. i think we could bypass the
0: happy uh news section happy minute you think so i think yeah this perked me
3: up not that that way (laughs) but it did
0: all right. So I let you out because it's almost it's about time to wrap up the show. It's actually past time to wrap up the show. But uh, let me let you out of the room. Uh, I'll play your music to, for the exit part here. out of the room. Well, that was exciting, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Get on the right side. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine yes <laughs> no generally she has uh she, i brought her on the show because i'm such a negative bastard and, and always complaining about stuff a I felt like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i feel like the world needs some happy news something that is not so negative because all i do is get bombarded with bullshit and and stuff that is supposed to make us uh uh just mad at each other all the time so uh, mm-hmm. the purpose of her coming on here is to lighten it lighten things up and make it
1: make it a happy moment hell yeah a little little bit of that of that feminine touch you know
0: yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so uh yeah you're gigging this weekend uh do you get um like tomorrow night you have a show are you thinking about that now i obviously you just woke up an hour ago but nice. are, you, are, are you are you like me or are you gonna kind of be uh thinking about this for, until you get to the
1: show tomorrow night yeah probably I'm definitely going to be thinking about like what jokes I'm going to do or like how free form I'm going to be about it like just or sort of maybe like you know it's probably going to end up being like the same sort of things I do every time though. I'm just still going to put the same amount of thought into it you know what I mean has it ever
0: match your expectations? So, because uh, this is what I do, I go through the gig in my mind. I get there mm. and I'm thinking about what's going to be like, and then it's never like what I thought about in my mind. And at the end of the day, if I'm thinking, if I think it's going to be a great gig, it usually is a sucky gig. Mm. If I think it's going to be a terrible gig, it's almost always a
1: good gig. I always try to have my expectations low and stuff because it's yeah. like, just like as a positive, like more not like in like a negative way, like in like a positive way, to where it's like. So then, like, if you go there, kind of like, no matter what, it'll always be like better than what you expected. Even that's if it's like philosophy, because yeah. you know, yeah. you know, I'll I'll be like, maybe I'm going to do it to like a room of no people, and then like it'll be a room with three people, and that's better than a room of no people. You know what I mean? How do
0: you that's handle um, bad shows? Because uh, I I've oh, i really I've yeah. passed that. I've had several in my life where i was almost suicidal after a really really bad show but now i i I get upset about it when i'm leaving but i don't carry it with me do you oh yeah
1: oh my girlfriend has seen like the worst of me like i'm just like after i bomb and then i'm like and then like i'm crying about it just like nobody laughs, nobody's like and it's just like it's so horrible you think about it like for so long you think about a bomb more than you think about like doing good like that'll like that'll stick with you more longer than like any like killing ever will do does your girlfriend come to every show yeah she's she's like she's my manager my chauffeur my fucking publicist my fucking everything she's way to go dude hold
0: on to that i um i can't really say this too loud (laughs) <laughs>
1: my my first
0: wife was that and i didn't appreciate it uh because she yeah. i thought because she was in the studio like we were recording mm-hmm. albums and she wanted to oh be, yeah no
1: it sucks when it's like with music like yeah. girlfriends at band practice always sucks yeah it's always bad and like in
0: the studio is even worse when you're yeah. recording an album and she wants to kind of make it make a change or be and
1: i couldn't handle that and i thought yeah. it was being yoko-ish
0: mm-hmm. but in hindsight she was probably right Yeah, I feel that. that. No, yeah,
1: I like I I need it because I'm like super disorganized and stuff. And a lot of the time, like it's good to have like somebody there that is just like more organized than you. Because I can just be like, oh, someone asked me to do a show on this day, and then she'll be like, you already have something on that day. Yeah. You know. For me, it was just a surprise
0: because I uh, the intent was no, that's not your role. Your job is to be the girlfriend, not to be the artistic Mm -hmm. partner. But again, then in hindsight. I should have been more open to it cuz Yeah, was, no.
1: Some of my but, best bits come from just talking with my girlfriend in the car for like a, a long time, you know.
0: Good for you, man. That's oh, yeah. a great a great thing to happen. Well, it's been great to get to know you. I hope people will come out and support your shows. Please do stay in touch and any shows you have Coming up, where you want some promotion for it, just drop me a line. Because if I don't see it on your Facebook or Instagram, I won't, I won't know about it. If you're All playing right. something you want to let people know about, please let me know about it, and I'll be happy to share it gotcha, with our man. Group. We have a pretty big listenership in New Jersey and definitely in New York, but yeah. uh you know, I reach the on the audio side. We're reaching over forty thousand people Hell per yeah. episode now. That's so. awesome.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, so. dude. This is cool. Then, thank you for this opportunity. Then, yeah, appreciate that. Hope to be back on this. Is yeah, please come back time. whenever you want. I mean, you, I mean dude, anytime. Yeah, hell cool. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you I'm, up next time. I'm down,
0: I'm going to yeah. be doing a, a late night program, which makes it easier for comedians. I'm going to be oh. doing like a midnight Eastern to 1 a.m. I would show. love that. I
1: kind of I would that seems like right up my alley sometimes. Yeah, yeah I would, I would love, love that. Yeah, let me know. I know, know mornings we'll
0: suck for comedians,
1: <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm down to do both and everything. This was fun too. I love the, the feeling of like morning like radio kind of and stuff. Yeah, yeah But yeah, yeah. no, I'll, uh, I would love to do the late night show. Late night is fun.
0: Well, you've been a great guest. Thanks for Thank coming in. Much, and we we wish
1: great me. success. And we'll we'll keep
0: following you and encourage other people too. So Thank you so.
1: very much, man. Appreciate you. Now. Thank you for having me. Have a great Thank day. You.
0: Bye. Chris Pino, folks. Uh, love that guy. Love him. Love that young man. He's going to go far. And love his attitude about... Um, just about how he's approaching it and and, and going full force in it. No backup plan. This is what I want to do with my life. I think uh, he's onto something. I hope you'll follow him. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. I didn't ask if he has a Twitter. Uh, I'll get to the bottom of that. And I hope you will uh, follow him and support him wherever we can find him online. And then go out and see the shows, most importantly. That's the show for today. That's the show for this week. Unless I might have a... um, a surprise show tomorrow with Brandon Saginaw. I've invited him on because he's playing brokerage tomorrow night, actually tonight and tomorrow night. So I have sent out a last minute invite because we were all booked up by the time I found out he was playing there. But so he's at brokerage tonight and tomorrow night. Uh And he, we might, have an impromptu show i'll let you know about that through social media if if that ends up happening but otherwise i'll be back with you monday morning so have a great weekend and uh, don't forget to turn on your radio